You are about to experience the Corpse Cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike, and we got a tasty little fella over there named Shane Diablo. What's up, man? Hi, hi, hi. So how you doing? Dude, I'm still on a rock and roll high, dude. <laughs> well, if a rock and roll high leaves you the next day um, worthless yeah. and slovenly, yeah. then I'm with you. That Then I'm still on that rock and roll high as well. Iron Maiden last night. Dude, it was unbelievable. Blew my mind. Dude, and you know what? I, I mean, if you're from Utah, you know the USANA Amphitheater. It's out there. It, you know, you, you it, it's huge. You know, you there. It's outdoors. It's there's all sorts of pyro and stuff. And man, that's just a place to go check it out. Especially a band like Iron Maiden, who man, they were on fire. Dude. They sound just as good as ever. They're, they're as tight as, is, uh, I mean, I've ever, ever heard of them, you know? 55 plus. Yep, is that absolutely. safe to say? They're oh, like, yeah. they're Bruce my parents' Dickinson age, man. Running around. Steering the Union Jack yeah. and singing and waving it around. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Dude. Unbelievable good time. I teared up, dude. Yeah, wasted yeah. years when they did wasted years. Oh, I was dude. standing there just tears. No. Oh, yeah, dude. The wasted time. Always searching for those wasted years. I was oh, like, yeah. dude, badass. They, that was an amazing set. Oh, dude. I am sore from rocking out, yeah. emoting, you know, throwing up the devil horns and all that. Yeah. I, I am sore in my, my, my next. I'm getting too old for this, I think. Because, oh, yeah. man, I got all the cricks and the, you know, all those things. Devil man. horns up, 666, the number oh, of the beast. Abs- <laughs> Woe to you, oh, earth. And then, will like, you hear oh, that? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, everybody, you see the crowd raise yeah. their hand into the sign of the beast. Yeah. And the moon looked, it was, I mean, USANA's outside. Yeah. So this was like the breeze is rolling in, yep. the moon right off to the side. It was a perfect ass. temperature for that shit, too. You know, Eddie coming up from behind the, the stage oh yeah, and the dude. flames and everything. I was like, dude, I haven't been to a big concert like that in no, a long time. No, me neither. That is one of my top concerts of all time. That, Listen, I'm with you. Um, I, I can, I, you know, I, it's the thing is, is I don't know why I just haven't been, there haven't been a lot of shows out in USANA that I've really wanted to go see. Right. You know, really, really bad. But this one, man, got me back out there. I've got to confess something, though. Oh, dear. I have to confess something. I was beat. Okay. Uh-huh. Let me preface this okay. by saying I was beat yeah. when I got home last oh, dude. night. Right. So, oh, dude, yes. and I, and I, I'm letting everyone that listens to this podcast know this because I'm ashamed, but not ashamed. Okay. Kind of in a way. All right. But I went to sleep last night uh-huh. and I was having this awesome Iron Maiden dream. <laughs> oh, really? That turned into this dream where I was pissing. 
Did you piss it in your your panties? And dude, I'm telling you what, this dream was like, man, this is the most beautiful piss I have ever had in my life. I woke up. Oh no! And oh, no. I pissed the bed. Oh dude. no way! Your brand new mattress and everything. I know. I just got a brand new a brand new mattress. A brand new mattress, like the the perma. Oh my you know what's, you know what's, yeah, dude, but it was straight up. I, I mean, I woke up going, oh my God. And then when I climbed out of bed, I was like, oh shit, my underpants are wet. And I look and there's, I pissed the bed, dude. Oh, oh dude. Oh, I couldn't believe it. That's how amazing Maiden is. Well, I pissed well, the bed. First of all, what time did we, I mean, the concert ended at 11. We didn't get home till what? Like I didn't get home till 2.30 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, you're driving everybody back home. Yeah. Hey, can you go out to goddamn Rose Park? Can you go over to here? Can <laughs> I you didn't go over do there? I didn't. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did drive Brian tow truck home. Yeah. Yeah. I Bri- did. By the way, Brian tow truck was our, was our, uh, chauffeur. Yeah. He was. It was very nice. What, what a sweetheart. And you know what the thing is too is that guy can drive. Okay. He uses the two foot method. Yeah. For the stick or not the non stick for the automatic. But you know what? I I I feel safer with him than I do myself. We owe that guy a night. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. September twenty first, Die Monster Diet Burt's. Yeah. Comcast live recording there. Yeah. Recording the show. Oh yeah. So. People, if you're if you're in town, come down. Get yeah. on. Get on Comcast live, baby. But we owe him a night where it's like, dude, because he was the designated driver. Yep. He did not. He just he drove Mike's truck. Yep. And just. You know, was a good boy the whole time. He, 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 Dealing with everybody's shit and everything else. <laughs> drive here, drive there. <laughs> yeah, but what? he got a maiden ticket out of it. He did. That's uh, a pretty He did. A free sweet. maiden ticket. And he had, I think he had a great time, man. Oh, yeah. He called in. I'm, I'm sure that's what he talks about. But, yeah, man, I, I pissed the bed. And that is Iron Maiden kicked ass. That is ass. unreal, dude. Hey, dude. You know, it's, uh, you know, hey, we don't hide anything from anybody. Okay. Then and I, I then, pissed the bed. Okay. I peed. The bed, dude. I peed in my brand new your bed. Your brand new, your freaking mom buys you a mattress because your that, back hurts, okay? Exactly. And so all of a sudden you've defiled it now. My sweet mother, <laughs> my sweet mother comes over here. She goes, why are you sleeping on that mattress on the floor? I said, uh-huh. because Jonas broke my bed. Oh, yeah. She goes, well, what day are you going to have off? Uh-huh. I said, oh, Thursday. Next thing I know, knock on the door and it's the mattress people. And they got the, the supreme Perma, whatever, what do you call that? The like memory foam. Memory foam. And when I'm opening it up, uh, they they set the bed up, and I'm just going, oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. (laughs) And then I see this sheet Mm -hmm. that they give me that's called a wet protection sheet. Well, good thing you had that. And it's just weird. As soon as I woke up, my underpants are sopping wet. (laughs) Can you believe that, dude? No, I pissed the bed. I cannot. Iron, Iron My Maiden. underpants are sopping wet. I wake up and I remember the package uh-huh. of the thing that says, hey, this is a wet protector. Right. I didn't think at my age I would need a wet protector. I'm blaming it on Iron Maiden, yeah. Yeah, 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 which yeah. are now my pals on Twitter, by awesome. the way. Awesome. And I'm blaming it on being tired and sick. Because I am. And so. Cerebral Assassins from Birds. And Cerebral Assassins from Birds. Ugh. That's all I've got, but I pissed in my underpants. On that, my that's amazing. Iron Maiden was so epic, you pissed your panties. What are people going to think of me, dude? We're going to have to wait on, and see. On the internets. They're going to go, that's pee pads right there. <laughs> I don't care, but... 
Well, listen, it's it's the price you pay for rock and roll, baby. Yeah. All right, that's that's what you. If got. I'm gonna piss in my bed, it's yeah. gonna be after fucking Iron Maiden. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna piss my bed because I just next had time, a you know. Do I've, me a favor. Next time they come through town, put your wet protector over. Make sure it's installed and it's there. Yeah. In okay. fifteen, they haven't been here in fifteen years. Well. And in another 15 years, you'll probably be a little incontinent as well. So you'll, you know what? You'll be like Bruce Dickinson's age in 15 yeah. years or something. He's 55 years old running yeah. around the stage going, I'm on fire. And I piss my bed, <laughs> my pants. <laughs> Whatever. That's, Whatever. Oh, that's Whatever. one of the greatest stories that I've heard ever, dude. It's true. And I'll let you smell the spot if you want. Uh, let me smell your spot. Yeah. I'll let you look at it or touch it, smell no, it, I, taste it. If I'm, you want. I, Ew, really? Well, now you're talking my language. Um, I do have a, a confession to make as well. Okay. This I didn't piss anything. Okay. I know. And I, you wouldn't? Would you tell? Really? If you I, if, if I pissed the bed, would you tell? Well, if it's it feels like we're in an open forum right here. I feel comfortable. If I had pissed my bed, right? In fact, I almost told you I pissed my bed just to make you feel better. But then that would be disingenuous, and I don't want to do any of that. Okay. Yeah, I see that. All right, remember a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of episodes ago, three or four, I said that I put a moratorium on the the pickup hug, the hug and lift. Oh, I broke yes. that two times last night. One with Tow Truck Brian. And? And one with Brian from Hammockus. Let me tell you something about Brian. I'm sure they love it. Let dude. me tell you something from Brian from Hammockus. That guy weighs like 98 pounds. Yeah. And so it's like, oh my gosh, I could have lifted him above my head and chucked him down. And he probably smells like fig berries or something. <laughs> I've never got that close to him, but I bet he smells all right. He smells okay. Irish Spring or something? <laughs> no, Northern Irish Spring. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we the pick and hug. You, we, we both should be. Well, you know, listen, I'm big and I can lift people. And I sometimes like to take advantage of that. All right. That's every, that's totally reasonable. Absolutely. That makes, I'm big and I can pick people up. So why not? Do so it? I should pick people there up. There you go. I, it makes sense. All right. Thank, thank you. You made me feel a little bit better. I hope I, I hope I made you feel a little bit better about the whole pissing situation. Uh, but, well, <laughs> you know. It's a mess to clean up. I'm not oh, going to lie about that. Yeah. Well, and there, there was really no shame. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not saying. That I mean, I, I, I wasn't. I, I was just going. I can't believe I pissed the bed. I wasn't really shamed by it. The only thing that goes through your mind is you're like, is this something that's going to keep happening, or was this just a one-off? So I'll keep everybody. Well, yeah, I was going to say keep us posted. posted. You know, next week. Yep, I pissed again. <laughs> If that happens, I, maybe a doctor visit or something. <laughs> oh, dude, that is amazing. But those dreams, dude, where you're just like, I'm pissed. You're pissing on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> you're pissing in a swimming pool. You're pissing off a mountain. And you're just like, this is the best piss I've ever had. And then you wake up and, like, oh, oh, wait, this is the worst piss I've ever had. Oh, dude, that oh, that kills me, man. That That is so funny. Listen, I had a couple other things to talk about before we get going. Okay. But I, I don't well, know. Talk. Well, they're not going to top that. Well, talk. Well, they're not going to top that. There's no reason to. Okay? There's no reason to get into Do, it. Okay. Uh, you know, I was just going to mention a couple of things that happened. Uh, just so you know, we're going to be talking about King Diamond's Them yes. album from 1988 and Black Candles from 1982. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. Why don't we just go ahead and... Uh, Obviously, we got a lot of voicemails, as yeah. is, is, is usual. 
So um, let me remind you guys of the question of the episode, which is I copped out. Remember last week I copped out, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you if you had to only well, you, in you a, had two, right? What didn't you have? A, no, I only we I only brought up one. I was going to save okay. the one for today, but then we decided to do something a little bit different. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, but. Um, so here's the thing. This question of the episode is, in a zombie apocalypse, if you could take one author's library with you and have to be, and have to read that library or, or have to only have that library available to you the rest of your life, whose library would you take? Right. And so I guess that's it. Let's go ahead and get into some voicemails. Good. Mike, Shane, what's up? This is Alan. Alan. Calling in with the question of the week. In and out. What Arthur, or Arthur, who's, uh, Arthur, the Please drunk guy from the movie? Yeah. It'd have to be Joe R. Lansdale. Okay. He, uh, he hasn't written a lot of horror. He mostly write, he's written horror, but he mostly writes, uh, crime or Southern Gothic. Ooh. Uh, Never heard kind of it. like a really Is Southern Gothic, huh? Dark twist. It'd be, you know, a crime novel where they're dealing with drug dealers and then something with the drug dealers would happen that would just swerve you and it'd be really dark and just kind of make you go, ugh. <laughs> but uh, he's a really good writer and he has a lot of stuff out. Give you the pee chills? So Shane knows all about that. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> all right, man. Joe R. Lansdale, okay. I've never read anything from him. I'm going to check him out because I've never read anything either. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I don't even know what to, uh, what, what his deal, what his books are. I mean, what the, what, you know, everyone has that book, right? Yeah. I don't know what that is for him, but yeah, check it out, man. Awesome. Uh, we got, uh, Jake the Snake. Jake. Let me hook you out of the chair. Brad <laughs> Let me catch you. Let me fear you. Uh, <laughs> in case you didn't get the, uh, <laughs> Part one, me, Jake the Snake. Nice. Two weeks in a row being cut off. And (laughs) cut off like not too far in. What's the deal, yo? What is the deal? Ah, boy. It's just so bright. (laughs) Cannot speak today. No Robitussin, just, I don't know what the hell. Liar. (laughs) Yeah, really. Just celebrating King Diamond in the upcoming episode. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, now time for the uh, question of the episode. And, uh, what author whose books I'd bring in the zombie apocalypse? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to use another, um, uh, another, what's going to be a very popular answer. Uh-huh. Stephen King. I mean, okay. I just, well, he's got I a mean, lot of stuff too. I know you love him. SK on the Twitter as I was yep. back Pow. in the day, and when I do, oh wait, 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 I gotta do this in the uh, tone of the uh, most interesting man. Ooh. I don't always read, but when I do, it's Stephen King. <laughs> I don't uh, always know how to and, read. But uh, honorable mention, Dean Koontz. Oh yeah, dude. I'm, I'm going through a Dean Koontz thing right now. Yeah. Uh, I just finished Lightning. Uh, okay, by anything else I wanted to say? No. A couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Last week with uh, Shane in charge of the uh, voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this kind of funny image every time he went to. Yeah. 
That's pretty funny. Right. You should have seen it. It was and great. With an old, <laughs> yeah, very Mr. Diablo for doing you a disservice with that terrible impression. Yeah, that was way better than your <laughs> yeah, most interesting man have impression. A funny image of him doing like, oh, I don't know, some sort of skip walk. That was kind of a skip walking thing. He did a couple of twists and turns and shit, too. my mind, see what kind of image I had. Uh, I think if anybody could see into my mind, though, I wouldn't have a whole lot of friends. (laughs) 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 All right. Bye-bye, boy. Oh, Jake the Snake. I love you, brother. Next episode. (laughs) What a sweet. Little fella. Yeah, I love him. That It sounds like it sounds like a rendition of like an old uh, Nintendo games you just cleared the board. It, type it's thing. a song from Ween. Oh, it's W E E N. But I can't remember the name of the song, but it starts out like that. Oh, cool. Mr. Mulipoka, you're a poopy poker. <laughs> but it starts out with that. And that was just in my head. That's awesome. Jake, you rock. You rock, Jake. Uh, Lauren called in, but the thing is, is it's funny because Lauren called in. We, we, we're recording to Thursday instead of Friday this right. week. And we did last week. She called in Friday last week. So this is actually Lawrence from, Lawrence last, from week. last week. And she, we actually just barely got another call from her and i and i just i moved it up so we've got two but here's her one from last last week we'll start we'll start with that hi mike and shane it's lauren i am calling um to give my answer for the zombie apocalypse director of my choosing yes and or gentle i chose mario (laughs) bava oh Oh, yeah it could be because i just um Watched Blood and Black Lace for my guest spot on, on Creepy, Creepy Kitsch. Kitsch. Yeah. I, I listened to that. It was pretty yeah. great, man. You know Blood what? and Black Lace, I'd forgotten how pause brutal it, it was. I'm pause it. Pause it's, it. Re- it's really brutal. Sorry, sorry, Lauren. Sorry, Lauren. But I, I just want to say... That you know, I love the creepy kitsch girls. Yes, and Lauren fits right in, man. That was, I mean, they, they she's oh, the creepy three of them did a great bitch. job. Yeah, number one. Yeah, she is. Guess who's number two? Who you? Yes. You are a bitch. That's a good aunt. Easy. I mean, in the sweetest listen, way. Listen, listen, I won't take that from someone who pisses his pants. Uh, <laughs> see? See? Now I've I've downgraded, haven't no, I? No, no, no. If anything, you've upgraded. Me, I thought Lauren Shane. did a great job. No, no, job. she did a good job. Great job. And she knows her shit. She, in fact, she. I mean, she knows more about Italian horror and all that stuff than anyone I know, I think. Seriously. Yeah. You know, and so she's an inspiration. Sometimes. And, I, and the thing is, is I, I think of myself as someone who loves Italian horror and giallo yeah. and all that. I think you and her love Italian horror <laughs> a really lot. Yeah. We- Lots. <laughs> You, I, if, if I'm saying anything, I'm saying you two know yeah. more about it than anybody. No, but she, she rocks me though, dude. Sometimes she says things that yeah. I go, you're talking in a different language. <laughs> I don't even understand. Are you sure she isn't actually speaking Italian? Cause she speaks Italian. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, she says it in English, but it'll be like, oh, Argento and the slibbity boat in the team ton. And I go, oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Oh my gosh. That's I'm great. sure it's important and good. <laughs> well. Anything that comes out of you her mouth. You did good on the creepy she, You catch. did a great job. You did a great job, Lauren. Really pretty. And I decided uh, whichever director I picked, I was going to go for um, 
someone who had a large volume of work yeah, which is and smart. a volume of work that was even across the board. Because I think Dario Argento might be my favorite, but his mm-hmm. shitty movies are really fucking shitty. Yeah, they are. really horrible. Yeah, they really um, are. But <laughs> Mario Bava... But, I'm going to pause again. Direct- but, however, Argento may have a lot of shitty movies, but a lot of the ones that other people think are shitty... I still really like. I like I really love. So like he's got a movie. It's, yeah, it's exactly. all about, you know, taste. You know, he ha he, he has that uh the, the the witches trilogy, you know, uh with Suspiria in Fraio and in you you said right, right? In no, the, I'm saying yes. I know I, what what I'm saying is is I looked at your face, I looked into your eyes, and all of a sudden the the uh the, the name of the last one fell out of my brain. Oh. Oh, come on. Uh, Queen come of. Come back in no, your no. brain. Queen of Tears. Go uh, whatever. Back oh my in hell. Brains. I cannot believe I just forgot that. Mother of Tears. That's what it is. There you go. Um, and La Terza Madre. How's that? The third mother. Okay. Ooh. But, uh, I love that movie and a lot of people hate that movie. So I don't know what it is. I, th- I think I give him actually a lot of extra cred just for the way he presents his movies, even the shitty ones. Even though I just watched one called Giallo, didn't care for it at all. But he, yeah, he's got, and, and I still need to watch a lot of his stuff, but some of it's so bad I've started and haven't finished it, so I don't know. Sorry I keep cutting you off, Lauren. Something like, I looked up his IMDb, like 37 films, and um, the quality is pretty even across the board. Um, and even, the great ones are great, and the, you know, the ones that aren't so great, um, they're not wretched, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're just... They're just good. Um, <laughs> and I really love uh, Bay of Blood. I think it's one of my favorites oh, dude, by yeah. him. I also really dig Danger Diabolique, which is um, not It's an action horror, type stuff, but, yeah. Um, yeah, and $5 for an August Moon with Edwig Fennec. Or however the fuck August I'm Moon, that's what we I'm had really last tired. night. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's right. We rock and you piss your bed. I think That's five dollars for Fred Oz Moon is the one where people are like partying and <laughs> pretending to kill each other. Shane, I freaking bed. love your guts so much, dude. So I'm going to go with Baba. Sweet. He has volume. Bad idea. Plus quality. <laughs> Bringing that up. In the appropriate ratio for if you're <laughs> stuck in a desert island or during a zombie apocalypse. Oh but you have movie watching capabilities. <laughs> and. Oh, um, dude. Hmm, what else? Last episode was really fun, and it it made me like want to once I can totally bend my left leg again Uh and um, use my that sounded hot my right arm. (laughs) What? You know, which it's not possible to use Uh, those right now. When (laughs) I can can use those again, I want to do that move that I think was Joe Jackson did it in a video where he does the like. Fists of Fury, but then he like sweeps them across his face, mm. uses that momentum to go into a spin, land on one knee, and then brings the Fists of Fury, of uh, Rock and Roll Fury. And, um, Shane's having a hard his, time. His, his Is this what you're talking about when she says words? And, um, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. sweet. And uh, Shane and I have had private discussions about... I love me some Elvis Costello and his oh, yeah. angry. No, oh, yeah, really. Yeah, um, I never got anything. I'm not sure why. I mean, he. It's not butt rock, but still. Um, Which is unfortunate. Their fists, of, you know, there's certain fists of fury that aren't quite mm-hmm. as furious as others, <laughs> or scary as, or they're furious but not as scary as others. 
And <laughs> yeah, so the last episode was fun. It was interesting to to see Mike just go ahead and and throw up apples and oranges on the same podcast together. Oh so, yeah, um, yeah. I forgot you know, that's you the put one where Shane Fuzzy Bear with the sexiest man in podcasting side by side. Yeah, and, Shane and yeah, it Sam. Just goes to show Apple they, and orange. You know, oh, okay. Sam and Shane, lovable yeah. qualities. It's, but, it's um, like you, we got the whole fruit know, basket Shane's on that one. The sexiest man in podcasting, yep. and he stepped up when uh, Fuzzy Bear had to go away. <laughs> that's and what I do. I really appreciate that, oh, and dude. I'm, I'm really glad that the corpse cast came into being. It's been awesome. For me, me, yeah, me too, man. And as long as Mike doesn't kick me out, I'm, I'm around work, to stay. Listen, Bye. listen, Shane, you complete me. Hey, okay, I'm so. the fucking Don Knotts <laughs> to your Andy Griffith. All right, as what? long as what? as long as you don't kick me out of the 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 cop house or whatever in Mayberry, <laughs> I'm around. We, we are and the- I go, <laughs> Andy, you know. Why are there so many ostriches? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, I, I, by I, the I, way, I think that was the best Barney Fife. Like, what's his real name? Impression Don I've Knotts. ever done. Don Knotts. Yeah. That just came from nowhere. I'm not saying it was yeah. good, but that's the greatest one that I've ever done. I will tell you this right now. What? Any impressionist that can get down a good Don Knotts yeah. or a good Barney Fife uh-huh. sure. is the master <laughs> of everything that is impressions. All right, dude. Because who else is Everybody there? can do uh, Jimmy Stewart sure. or anything like that. You can Bill Cosby. Good, Bill, Anybody uh, can yeah. do Bill Cosby. Do a Bill Cosby. Give us some Bill Cosby. Uh, no. Because lightning already Give started. us some Bill Cosby. Oh, uh, I, 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 I'm having a hard time. Say, say, uh, I'd like to have a big glass of jello like pudding. I have a big glass. I can't do it, dude. That's, and that's then the worst. Like no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh. Plus, I would like to have a big glass of jello <laughs> and then lick your taint. Dude. Yeah, that, no. Yes, yeah. That. You win. You, you that, oh. that was one of the best Bill Cosby's so, I've ever heard. So I guess that's it. That's it. I win. You win. All right. Uh, thanks, Lauren. Uh, Midnight Corey called in. Awesome. Hey, Mike and Shane. Yep. Midnight Corey. Um, this guess I'd throw my hat smooth. in here on the, you know, the whole uh, question yeah, of the episode thing. Uh, but before that, uh, I got to say, I loved all the uh, choices and everything talked about in uh, the last episode, uh, well, the director. You. Uh, Mike, dude, I just got to give you props for choosing Fulci. Oh, Man, yeah. Fulci I love great. For me, it'd be, like, really tough. And I didn't call last week, so I'm just kind of going to, you know, quickly That's cool, go over dude. who I would choose. Absolutely. Actually, I, I don't know if I could choose Fulci or Argento, actually. Uh, that I That's know. what I'm... It, uh, so, I get I, that I'd all the time. It's a mind I think of that. So, great pick. Um, so, yeah, anyhow, as far as the author, um, I would go with Brian Lumley. Um, oh, never he heard of him. Did yeah. that Necroscope series that is about vampires, and it's it's really really. You know what's funny? I paused him. Not a big vampire. I'm more of a werewolf. No, shut up. Darian actually calls in later. He'll love <laughs> to hear you say that. But you know what's funny is is based. He talked about uh, Brian Lumley and that the Necroscope. I, I don't know exactly what it is. I've never heard of that guy. Well, he he talked about that on a midnight. Uh, midnight podcast. I mean, we're talking before the electric chair, right. before his hiatus, and. Pardon me, but um, and he 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 was talking about those, and so I went out and bought them all, and I and I haven't even read them yet. I'm going to start. I don't know, but but I'm going to start reading those. Uh, in fact, tonight. How's that? Um, well, that is maybe tomorrow because I'm probably just going to pass out tonight because yeah. uh, Iron Maiden took it all out of me. Yeah, they, they took my essence. 
and they took I it. do have some before you oh, go okay, pause go ahead, that. go ahead. Please. Midnight Corey from uh-huh. the electric chair. Uh-huh. You sound like you're on a cell phone or something. Uh-huh. I know he has the ability yeah. to call in with them smooth vocal <laughs> like he does on his podcast. I'd like to hear him call in with the smooth sounding, really? you know, podcast. Because right now he sounds like he's on a phone or he something. He is on a phone. He called the bone phone. But he should do the snake pipe. Dude. We're just, I just appreciate him calling in. Yeah. It's, uh, he's awesome. graceless with his presence. But dude, have you heard? Uh, you I know, listen to his show. His I know. Voice, his voice is awesome. I, I hear I want to hear him going, ooh, yeah. Well, I just really, you know, baby. I need to, I need to feel the timber in my bones. <laughs> dude, I hear that, uh, on his, uh, episode that it's either barely come out or is just about to come out that a representative from Die Trump's Monster cast. Die yeah. is on it. Yeah, it's out already. Oh, it is. I haven't checked it out. Yet. And it's it's awesome. Yeah, he lays down some smooth jazz. <laughs> He's smooth. He's smooth. Here, here. Let's finish it up. He's a smooth operator. Crazy. Uh, I think it's just like super creative. Uh, it almost has kind of a fantasy kind of element. Without I'm being starting those. I'm starting like them. Stupid or anything. I don't know. It it, it really worked. Tonight. Uh, he did the Psycho Mech series, which was cool, and um, he did a whole lot of stuff with like uh, Lovecraftian. Stuff. He wrote a bunch of Cthulhu stories. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, yeah, really, really cool books. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would take his whole library. He's written like a million things. Oh, cool! And uh, I'd have plenty of great stuff to last me for a long time. So, uh, great work, guys. Uh, really appreciate what you do uh, every week, and uh, I'll be listening. I'm blushing. Later. I'm blushing. Love that guy, dude. So, love yeah. the electric chair. I love it too, dude. Oh, and plus, there's maybe something a little brewing. A, 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 another a little, super secret a little, project. A little bit a of carrots. A totally different one, but we'll potatoes see. Potatoes boiling in the oven. Indeed. In the crock pot. Speaking of legendary podcasters who call into the show, yeah. Vaughn called in next. Vaughn, the man. Motion picture. I always, I always feel like he's going to chastise me for something, but I still play his voicemail, so we'll see right. how that goes. Hey, guys. Vaughn here. Um, I didn't get to answer last week's episode, uh, question of the episode, so I'll get to it right now. My answer for, you know, what director would you take, you know, what director's filmography would you take mm-hmm. with you for the, uh, end of the world, a.k.a. the race wars, a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> zombie mob. I love would be that. Takashi Miike. Yeah. You know, 88 films. Oh, cool. A range of everything from horror to gangster films to love stories to, to weird ass shit, samurai films to sci-fi films, kids films, the whole notch. And the thing is, I think out of all these damn directors that are alive now, and if a freaking zombie attack did happen, he'd probably still be alive making movies around them. <laughs> You're probably right. Or with them. So you know, I, the man in the man's prolific. He puts out like two or three films a year, unlike uh, most directors that barely even get a one film out a year. <laughs> Um, and for the question of the episode this time, uh, what author would you take with you? Um, mine was a kind of a three-way tie, but I had to kind of break it down. It was either going to be uh, Henry Miller, William S. Burroughs, or Anthony Burgess. Oh, Not man. Tony Burgess, who did Pontypool, but Anthony Burgess, who wrote The Doctor is Sick and Clockwork Orange. Um, oh, okay. And mine would probably be William S. Burroughs, probably with a copy of Clockwork Orange shoved in my back pocket just for the hell of it. What? Um, Can't cheat. Clockwork you know, <laughs> Orange really was a book that I read and took as a Bible when I was a teenager. So that's what happened. Um, you know, I know I'm a fucking weirdo. 
I know. I know. You With don't that beard, I thought it was like the ZZ Top autobiography or something. Sneak in the back. And some of the stuff Burroughs did too. And that's why I kind of. I would rather sit and read. I wish they could have seen that. And uh, <laughs> the rest of my life until uh, zombies came in and ripped out my fucking throat. Um, which probably wouldn't be long because I'm a big guy and I don't run very well. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anything else? No, you guys are kicking it. Lovely. Um, <laughs> loving the show, as always. I haven't gotten to the reviews Lovely. of the last week's show yet. Um, you're just about to talk about the other. Sorry, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to talk about today. Dude. And I can't wait to hear you guys talk about some head and lotter on this show. Um, oh, yeah. That would really be awesome. We got All that right. coming up. Bye. Dude, he didn't yell at me one time. He didn't chastise me once. Say, don't you feel better about yourself? No, I, I feel like all my fears were unfounded. So there That's, you go. Don't you feel better about yourself? I do. I do. Well, I feel good about myself. I'll tell you what made me feel good about myself. Okay. The fact that I've gone this long without pissing my own bed. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> all right. All right. That's the last one. That's, I'm that's, calling horse shit on that. I don't one. think that's the last time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I piss my fucking pants <laughs> whenever I want. Okay. No, dude. I piss my more, bed, piss my more, pants, more piss more whatever. Power to you, dude. I I apologize. I should respect your lifestyle choices. My lifestyle choices. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh. Oh yeah, dude. Another legendary podcaster, Darian. The D. <laughs> Something's funny. Oh, you kids. What's going on? It's Darian from the Padded Room Podcast. What's up? Hey, uh, apparently I hurt Zach's feelings with my anti-Ari Lerman rant. Oh. Zach, I'm sorry. All right? I'm not really mad at Ari Lerman. I just think it's a little pretentious that he calls his band First Jason and makes every song on that CD about Jason. When he wasn't even really Jason. Kane Hodder is Jason, and we all know that. (laughs) Anyway, now that we got that out of the way, let's get down to business. Oh. Uh, I missed your question last week, so I'm going to go uh, retro on you. Talking Everybody about directors, is. I'm going to step outside of the box on this one. By the way, I get a pause it. With all, right. all, with all these people who are doing the, the question of the episode from two episodes ago and then last episode, mm-hmm. it really illustrates how um, how very cheap that my questions of the episode have become. Well, I don't think so. Like the same thing. All right. Anyway, people are they get behind. Yeah, they I'm got sure. things to do. Well, we're opening it. Ask us to wipe wipers <laughs> to clean. We're opening it up this week. So let's finish. Let's finish all these, and then uh, we'll open another chapter. How's that? Sounds good. Oh, and David Lynch. Oh, I like his shows a lot because you know He's you watch nice. them on a Friday. You have to watch you a race you know about, and you watch it again on a Sunday, and you think it's about some totally different shit. That's mm. true. So frame of mind. Or too. a zombie apocalypse. I could watch one of his movies four or five times and not really watch the same movie. Maybe that's just the way I see it. I don't know. Uh, question of the week for this week, which author am I going to take with me? Yep. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Clive Barker on that yep, yep, one, yep. but with a caveat. Oh. Uh, I don't know Chuck. if you guys have read the Joe Hill yet. Yes. Stephen King's oh, son. Stephen King's son. Good. Really? Cool. Um, he's only got two major novels out right now, Horns? but you got to watch out for this kid. If he keeps cranking him out like his dad yeah, did. I good. think he could eclipse him really? okay. pretty, pretty easily. Wow, anyway, that's kids, saying that's something. That's it for me. Uh, keep up the good work, and I'll talk to you next week. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Joe Hill is my Twitter friend. Oh, sure he friend. is. Yeah. Stephen King's son, mm-hmm. which was weird because I realized that, I think Pat and Rube was talking about it, but Creep Show, the little kid that's getting slapped around, 
in Creep Show? Uh, which one? I don't remember which. The uh, little kid that's in the the ins and outs of of the movie. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Joe Hill. Oh no, that's way. Stephen King's son. Oh cool, okay. I think Pat Aroon was talking about that. Interesting. Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. He's wrote two really good books. One is called Horns. That just came out a couple of years ago. And before that, Heart Shaped Box. They're both really good. Really? And I think Pat and Room were talking about how they're possibly turning horns into a feature film. Oh, cool. Awesome. And he is pretty good. He doesn't have a lot of... Well, I'll have to check those out because I've never even really... For a zombie apocalypse. You know what's but... funny is I keep buying these books that I, that, you know, I want to read. Um, like uh, what the last book I just bought was... Uh, oh, crap. What was it called? Um, oh shoot. It was the book that the ninth gate was based on. And I can't believe I can't remember the name of it right now, but I started reading. Oh shit. I just lost it again, but I started reading it and I just kind of lost interest. And I don't know, maybe it's my ADD or whatever, you know, but I need to get into like, that's, that's why I'm excited about these Lumley books because hopefully I can get into those and, you know, immediately, you know, get going on it, get interested, and get you know, come if attached there's to it. anything that I love more than anything, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's hearing like new authors, right? You know, I mean, I'm I I'm an audio book kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. I'm calling Robert R. Best out. I want those on audio books so I can I could be through the entire trilogy by the time he puts out the third book. Dude. I could be through the entire trilogy in a week. You know what makes it worse too? And then I will go to his house and sit outside and go, huh? I read your books, dude. <laughs> Do you know what makes it worse too? What? Is he he did uh, a book uh years ago that uh, was called All Kinds of Things Kill. It was a bunch of short stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his wife read them. Right. And she did an excellent yeah, freaking job. And so I don't know why you just don't have her do it. I mean, what's she doing? She's you kidding. get the audacity <laughs> on the computer. You yep. make sure it sounds good. You yep. have her read the book. I mean, no, she's probably she like, did it once. dude, your books suck, man. I can't, I gotta <laughs> no, make dinner I, I've for read the, the first two. And the, the I, cats I, and everything. I read the first two. So, and oh, I'm sure know, they're, so they're I, 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 I'm stoked to hear them. Cool. But I'm an audiobook guy. So get and on, Robert. If you're an audiobook guy, you can hear both of those uh, Joe Hill books. Oh, really? Heart Sheet Box and Horns, they're on audio. I'll have to go so, check that out for sure. Great. I'm going to have to email myself or something. D, you are correct, sir. Sweet. Levi called. Levi! Hey, Shane and Mike. It's Levi. I was calling about your question of the week. Um, I think that my favorite writer would have to be Richard Matheson. Okay. Uh, yeah. I haven't read Twilight, everything that he's done. Or Twilight Zone. In fact, I, I haven't read much of it, but what I have read, which has only been he's got a lot of uh, three ones. books so far, um, yeah, I'm willing to stake that he's he's my absolute favorite. He, um, and of course, was a Twilight Zone writer. He inspired Stephen King, and mm-hmm. uh, he wrote Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. I don't know about you guys, but that was a sci-fi romance that was written for men. It was written for uh, man. I saw the movie. I'll just lay it all out there and uh, on, let brother. you know that it made me cry like a baby while my wife sat there stone faced and didn't feel anything. Uh, not saying <laughs> anything absurd. about a relationship or anything like that. <laughs> I was but like, easy anyway, there. That's a little uh, too yeah, much. Matheson's awesome, man. You, you got to read I Am Legend. He, he didn't Hell explain. House. I read Hell House and um, I Am Legend. Exactly what was going on with the people who were coming to uh, the main character's door. If you've seen Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, that was pretty faithful adaptation. Mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, the Will Smith movie uh, was poop, of course, and it's yeah. because they strayed so far from the story and they crammed it full of CGI. Right, that's what I hear. Uh, about you know, they could have made an amazing movie without all those crappy special effects if they had just stayed true to the story. And it it has a twist to it. Um, kind of, I think you'd love it, Mike, if you haven't read it already. But, oh, I have. It's awesome. Um, he does explain what was going on, but he doesn't tell you where the uh, vampire creatures were coming from, right? Either you know, he left some things unexplained, and then he did explain the things. Yeah, that's that a master. But, that's uh, what master yeah, he's my authors absolute do. Favorite. I've I've only read three books, and all three have blown my mind. I've read some of his short stories, and any of his movie stuff and TV stuff I've seen has all just been so top notch that it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Hell House, uh, Legend of Hell House, yeah, is a fantastic good book. I mean. Or that was just plain freaky. It's a good movie too, though. Um, and then, uh, you know, as as far as having to explain something in a movie, I guess I'd use Halloween as my example because of the John Carpenter and the uh, Rob Zombie versions. And the John Carpenter version, we don't have anything explained to us about Michael Myers except yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, but this he, he's cherry picking this, in uh, my opinion. Killed his sister. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have examples on both sides. His, uh, you know, I mean, I gave the example of Charles uh, Two Thousand about Michael stuff, Myers you know? is all we really the mediocre about movie got pushed up for me. The rest of, of the what we see it. about him that we figure out for ourselves, you know, it's all gonna come through observation. You know, when we watch the movie. True. Um, but that's seeing a, his but relationship that's a, to Lord. But the thing is, okay. is that's a that's a way that you can. That's a way that an, uh, you know a director or an author tells a story, though. You know, See, they, don't, on, they don't. They don't come out and sides. say. I. You know, the thing is, is to me, it, it's not like I need to know or else whatever. You know, I get it if they do it right. The problem is, is I just think there's just too much stuff that they just don't bother with it. I, I feel like it's almost lazy a lot of times. You know, and I don't want to be a dick. You know, but it's just like how many. I don't know. I uh, see, but but uh, but I'm agree. I agree with that yeah. idea of Michael Myers. You're like, we don't know what the hell happened to the guy. He's just a kook kid that's went insane. Where Rob Zombies really goes into detail about see how rotten his parents were, and this is why. Right, and it kind of ruins that thing because sometimes it's that like Levi. I'm not. I'm saying not saying that it always unknown. has it's, to be. I'm just we saying don't, we don't know. I can. I, I mean. You can cherry pick all day. I mean, exactly. and that's and that's the thing. It's, it's a it, you cannot win that. If if it's up to me, and the thing is, is I'm not necessarily talking about oh, you know, may, maybe why was Michael Myers this way? Maybe, but I'm talking about okay, well, here's this mythology that you're that you're using. You know, all this all this stuff has happened. You know, and there's there's got to be a backstory, but we're not going to bother telling you or what is. And that's my biggest problem with a lot of zombie movies. Is it's like, what do you think? If you could get inside of John Carpenter's head, mm-hmm. what would you think that he thinks about Rob Zombie's remake of where the mother, the I don't, dad, I don't know. assholes, Here, and she's here's a the stripper? Thing too, and- I think, um, and, and it's funny because I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on a show, but it, you know, you watch, you watch the first, you know, the original Halloween, and it's like, <clears throat> um, uh, the, you know, we only, we don't get a lot about the family itself. I mean, we don't, cause, you know, we have the first scene where, you know, the kids coming in through, you know, you see the POV through the mask and whatever. Right. Um, everything looks fine. I mean, everything looks normal. It, it's like, this is a healthy, happy family, it could, you know, potentially. Yeah. And it's like, then the parents drive up, they seem concerned and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, we didn't need all that stripper and stuff like that. I think that Michael Myers was just making his, um, 
you know, just kind of making what he knows, turning it into kind of what he knows. Because, I mean, most of his movies have a lot to do with just, like, the crazy, white, trashy, psychotic And And, and it could go into that unknown. Yeah. It's like, why did this kid go crazy like well, don't, that? Well, don't you we think don't that's know. even worse? Is be, I mean, because yeah, it's, it's like, even, yeah. So, but the thing is, is that's not really based on a mythology. That's based on one guy who goes out and kills people. And it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, there's a lot of psychological, you know, reasons for it. Uh, but, you know, to me, that's different than, you know, where did these zombies come from? Well, we or hear about it all the time where the kid is... We don't know what the hell happened to him. Right. He grew up. He was in a nice home. He had a nice bed. He was raised nice. And then he turns into a nutcase. Yeah, and, and, and I guess I'm mostly talking about like movies that have a lot to do with Supernatural, which Halloween really doesn't until part five or six or whatever, oh. you know? And, you know, and so that part doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that Michael Myers is just a bad egg, you know? I mean, and, and, and that's how they decided to explain it because, I mean, they even did explain it. Dr. Loomis is like, listen, I have no idea why, but this is how it is. Uh-huh. This one kid is the way it is. I mean, for all we know, it could be some chemical imbalance in his head, you know, and they don't need to tell me that. But the thing is, is if we're, if, if I see a bunch of zombies walking around to differentiate it from every other zombies walking around movie, I sure. want a clever way to set that up. And that that, that's what sense. I mean. And that's what I mean. I don't need everything explained to me and I don't mind making assumptions or coming to conclusions. Um, it's just, I'm just tired of seeing the same movie deal, you know, oh, it's not about my my most hated thing is it's not about the zombies, it's about the people you know, the the people, the thing is is it could still be about those people but we can know what's going on there could be some awesome shit going on it's kind of that fine line between it is because you have to have the character development or you don't give a shit what happens what you're talking about what you're talking about is don't get so far off track of here's all the problems and the fan right. the bit the bit with what's going on. But you just don't. But you feel you like care you care enough about the characters. Let's move on. Let's get to the story. If you go too far off track and you're just like, come on, this is like a soap opera, you know. With I see exactly. I see what you're and saying. That's, and, and I'm not trying to be critical. That's just I mean that's just my opinion. Right. So whatever. There's no hint there that they're brother and sister. But instead, uh, Michael Myers reflects her worst fears. And, you know, you have to uh, examine the film to find that stuff out. Whereas was Rob Zombie. All right, we got got someone here. We're going to pause it. You know, he did a decent. All right, hold on. Okay, we're going to restart. We had had a guest come to El Casa Diablo. Yeah. So let's finish off uh, Levi. His voicemail. Don't don't get all dirty. Job with that remake, but uh, he just. Cut it in half. He made up his own backstory for the first half, and then for the second half of the movie, it, it was just nearly a straight remake. Except Michael was a pro wrestler who used a two by four to hammer holes in the ceiling to Get try and nugget. kill a girl. You know, it, he just went with uh, all I like brutality. He turned it to eleven. Um, yeah, that may be a different tone than the original, but I didn't mind it. really, okay. it didn't do anything with the original material that was special, in my opinion. Um, he so tried to we're explain re- far we're too much shitty in that first Is that right? half of the film. He tried I, to I psychoanalyze I mean. and add in hints here and there about what Michael was going through, and then, beyond the hints, adding in a father that 
or a stepdad that would, you know, say the horrible things that he did, and then you see the abuse going on. I, think, in the I just think you have to look at it as a different movie. He's killing which I do. animals, and he kills a kid. You know, I mean, well, we like can, killing the kid. In the I don't woods, know if that's that a problem with telling too much, movie, or if it's just really, a really liked, complaint but, about the remake shitting yeah, on the original. Yeah, you know, all the explanation people. there did absolutely nothing to improve that film, and you know, it was working against him because you know, Halloween. You're trying to remake a classic movie. But again, you know, John Carpenter didn't go out of his way to explain I don't, explain I don't think it was about the explanation. Um, it was a huge though, mystery, and uh, the ending was open. Um, it just really depends on the material, man, and the way it's handled, I guess. You know, there's some stories where what's not explained is far Better. more frightening, and then... Uh, you know, there are other stories where we need to have an inkling of what's going on. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead Season 2, though, as much as I love that show, when uh, Rick told everybody we're infected, everybody's infected, I, you can just picture a giant question mark over my head because I thought, what does that matter? Uh, so, you know, that's what happened in that's George true. Romero's movies. If you died, you came back from the dead. How is that? I'll tell you why that matters. Because... It, you don't if you, even if you don't die by a, a zombie bite, you still come back, right? Yeah. So now, I mean, I, I don't, I don't the, really, the I don't guy really in the know CDC, why you don't like that. At the end of episode, uh, mm -hmm. the season one, he got something. Rick got something whispered in his ear from the guy from CDC. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out Rick's been holding on to to this information right. all the way through to ep the end of season two, where it's like. We all have it. We've been breathing it in, right. so it doesn't matter if you're well. And, and, but what, what do you think Levi's? Killed. What do you think Levi's point is, though? He's like, I didn't need to know that. It's like, so now are you taking the 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 against on giving information, giving Who knows? giving plot? I, I, I'm curious because to me it just seems like to me that was actually one of one of the few things that I thought was cool about second, the second season because it's like, you know, now we know that if you go out and have a heart attack, you're, you're coming, coming back, back as opposed to, it, it, and he said, oh, that's what happens in George Romero's. Well, la ti da I mean, does, I mean, I don't mean to, I'm not trying to be a dick to leave. Sure, it, sure. But, it, but it's like, I mean, that's a whole, di that's a whole different, you know, I think, uh, okay, where he's coming down uh -huh. with Halloween. Well, ha Halloween's fine. I, do, I, 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 th I think that, I think everything could movies. be completely avoided if you just leave the classic stuff alone until you have. And then, then it, the thing is, is then it becomes, then that discussion becomes a why uh, Hollywood remakes and why they suck, you know, type of type of discussion. See, I, 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 and it's like, and the thing is, is like, I, didn't I mean, hate that's been Halloween. I didn't either. The remake, you know, I didn't. I, I guarantee you that no matter if if the remake was so freaking great, you remake a movie like Halloween, it's not gonna. I mean, you're almost. You, well, I don't know if you're doomed to fail necessarily, but you you're already starting in a hole, and you got to dig yourself out of that hole with the with the fans already. You see what right. I'm saying? And it's like you know. So I mean, he adds some stuff. He puts his his own little flavor to it. That doesn't bother me at all. You know. Sure. Do in. You know, I mean, whatever. I just, I think, I don't, I don't really think that's the same. I used thing. to be, you know, this as well as, uh, you know, I used to be a hater of remakes. Mm -hmm. Don't touch any of those classic movies. Right. Mm -hmm. From you, I learned, hey man, go into it like it's a new movie. Yeah, even that's though it's a classic character, a classic thing. I was pissed as shit when Leatherface lost his fucking arm by Jessica Biel. <laughs> you know, Bill, right, whatever. Right, right, right. I was like, what? Yeah. You know, but it's like, go into it, it's entertaining, it's good enough. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's like, 
I my biggest problem with any kind of a Halloween remake of Rob Zombie is you're touching shit. You're putting your fingers in a pie that you don't deserve to be doing just yet. Right. Well, well, no, and listen to this, too. And this goes along the lines with that. It's like, okay, why would you, you know, and, and this isn't necessarily true for, in all situations, but here you have, in this situation, it's like you have a master director. Yeah. Who, ha- who has a unique vision, who has, has made this movie that's been popular, that's been huge for 30 years. Right. You give it to anybody else, Rob Zombie, who had two movies out of the time. Yeah. He had two movies out of the time. I mean, I, and I realized that, uh, um, I would like to think that Rob Zombie's going, this is pretentious. Maybe. This is pretentious but, of me but, to but take here's, here's this the thing. on. After two movies. Yes. And maybe. they're good movies. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm taking on Halloween. Well, no, I would have said, I you know, the thing years. is, is I don't know where, what number ha- movie Halloween was for John Carpenter, but the, you know, and, and I don't know if he thought he had a masterpiece on his hands back then, you know, right. but the fact of the matter is, is time has told, time has proven that that is a masterpiece and that that is, you know, an excellent film. Right. You, you get a guy that has, you know, what, I mean, the chances are, and I'm not saying he could have remade it really great, but the thing is, is it's like you have a guy who's, you know, who's, hasn't really been proven i mean that to to stand the test of times because house of a thousand corpses came out in like what 2005 or something like that yeah so i mean when that i mean i don't know maybe it was earlier 2002 2003 but still i mean that's less than 10 years right and it's okay so it's like you know where where do you come down what we're, the, what we're battling here with all this shit is mm-hmm. too much information or not too much and i think that's a teeter-totter because sometimes you need the information, and other times you don't. Well, well, I it's dis- all about I disagree story with that telling. too because I, I I agree with that, but I don't I don't think that you ne- I don't necessarily think that you need the whole backstory to be able to tell a good to make a good movie. I don't. I you right. you don't need it. However, if there's a backstory that's unique and is it, it, uh, you know awesome and it like goes whoa gives me that moment that makes it so much more powerful it's about storytelling because i mean i love i love george romero zombie movies you know the first three especially right and it's like you don't know what's going on yeah you know guy i comes I, busting I, up I through the, the graveyard and he's going they're coming to get you barbara yeah. and then here comes this guy you don't know what the hell's happening i'll tell you what though i mean if there if if, if you if the only thing you can come up with isn't going to add anything to the story then I guess don't do it, you yeah. know. But if if you can if if you can come up with something that's awesome, that it that it's mind blowing, and you add that, that movie would have been so much better to me. It's just it's I mean, no I, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm no just way. saying. I I'm just saying. To me, an awesome plot point can bring up a mediocre movie. Whereas you know, having just the but I, that's but the bottom line is that's the difference between a good movie and a shitty movie. Is you know, the I, storyteller's version. Whether he tells you what's going on, or whether he doesn't give you any information. Well, I think what that George makes Romero it doesn't movie, tell you it's still amazing. His movies are still exactly. amazing. Exactly. It's, it's just it's, all the way they wrap it mm-hmm. into a, I'm making a movie here. Mm-hmm. I'm either going to give you the information or I'm not, but it's about the storytelling. I'll tell, I'll be honest with you too. With Dawn of the Dead, even though this isn't like an official, uh, reasoning for what's going on, when the guy said, um, you know, when hell is full, the dead will walk the earth. Right. To me, that made me go, whoa. Yeah. 
that one line. And it was, and, and you and don't that's know all, if that's, and, you, and you don't know if that's truth or not or what or nope. it's just a guy on TV going. Absolutely, there's no more room in hell. So he. Hey, no, you're never never gonna win that. No, and I don't expect to. I, I mean, I'm like I said. I mean, this is. I'm not telling Levi he's wrong, and I'm not. You know, whatever. I'm just. That's just my. You know. Right. Such a huge revelation. I mean, sure for the characters. Uh, you know they. You know they kind of freaked them out. They all realized, hey, I'm going to become a zombie. But maybe they could have figured that out anyway, considering what was going on around them. You know, but he maybe knew it, it wasn't so why not just bites. It? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I really I think, do have faith in Robert Kirkman, though, man. That guy is really good, and, and he makes deserves big, everything he gets from difference. writing that comic book, man. That That is one solid book. Uh, but anyway, uh, great show, and I'll talk to you guys later. He'll talk to us later. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. I mean, we we kind of discussed our thoughts on that, you know, whatever. And, I, you know, yeah, I, we don't need to keep... Levi's call list. turned into a 30-minute... Uh, <laughs> discussion, discussion or whatever. All right, uh, Aaron called in. Aaron, oh, dude. Michael, Shaniel, it's Aaron. Oh, yeah, my God. Question of the episode. Zombie apocalypse happens. You have one author's library to read for the rest of your life. I can't read. <laughs> oh, you bastard. I don't read Burks. So I have nothing to contribute for this. Braille. Voicemail. I'm pretty sure I can read. I just uh, I don't have the fucking patience. So fuck it. And when I keep Stephen making references King to R.L. Stein, that's to the TV show. I'm pretty sure I've read less than ten fucking Goosebumps books. <laughs> yeah, there's a question of the episode out of here. One thing I had to say, uh, deja vu. You guys reviewed Brain Dead on the last episode. Yes. I thought you guys were reviewing Peter Jackson's Brain Dead. The second time I fucked the movie of the week up and I watched the wrong friggin' movie. Oh! So, I'm still a retard. That happens. Uh, last voicemail, I suggested that for Cadaver Indies, the loser gives the other guy a blumpkin. You said no. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If you run out of ideas, just keep that in the back of your mind. All right. There's another, <laughs> like, food-related challenge. Say. How about the next Cadaver Indies? <laughs> Whoever loses that. You have to eat spoonfuls of mayonnaise while watching bukkake porn. Have oh, that? no. That's good. Insane. No. You don't have to way. eat the whole jar of mayonnaise. Just enough till you throw up. For those viewers at home, <laughs> that's good. That's gross It's a movie shit. where it's like 20 guys and they all bust her nut on one chick until she looks like a <laughs> I've got donut or whatever. For that, too. Sure, I just sent like <laughs> that is at so least five, ten people to Urban Dictionary to find out what bukkake meant. <laughs> one of those movies where at the end of the girl looks like she's melting. I don't think Johnny and Mike are men Watch one of those while Oh, you're going there, are you? I don't think there's a guy who pisses his pants. Mike, calling my man last in this episode, out. you went I off on Buffy. Nope. That's awesome. Uh, I like Buffy, too. Yes, and, we uh, do. I'll stand by your side and defend that fucking show. Thank you, Even man. though Sarah Michelle Gellar looks like a horrible fish dog. Uh, yeah, For you all know. those people out there who've never seen an episode and they want to give you shit, you said kiss your salty balls if they don't like it. How about this? Okay. If you don't like Buffy, I will come to your house and suck your dick so hard your <laughs> fucking urethra Franklin will turn inside out. <laughs> I understand over in America that might sound kind of weird. That's how street fights happen in Canada. You have to trust me on this. <laughs> okay. I did say Urethra Franklin. Someone goes, I'm what's that all like about? that boot? metal MP3. So I almost oh, dude, that was didn't so funny. send that in. I do a lot of stuff that's like fucking retarded. And it makes sense at the yeah, time. You do. But I look back on it and I'm like, what oh, the no, hell dude. was I thinking? That MP3 with so the, walk with the I love it. So I'm funny. I'll say, oh, I'm watching The Devil's Reign. Like, oh, that's cool. Why are you wearing a cape? I'm like, oh, because I'm watching The Devil's Reign. It makes total sense at the time. I, look I love your retard. What the fuck was I thinking? 
I just watched Devil's Rain. I can't. Besides all the positive feedback I got in the Metal MP3, which gave me a friggin' rager. Yeah, my favorite part. There's little Easter eggs inside the show, which I don't hear. Unless I'm listening to the podcast with headphones on. Uh-huh. Little things that Shaniel's uh, whispering in there. In one <laughs> yeah. of my voicemails. Shane whispered, Aaron, I love you. Which don't think I didn't notice that. I fucking got priapism because of that. And uh, in Tow Truck Brian's last voicemail, he kept segueing into Star Wars. Shane, you said, R2-D2, show me your asshole. <laughs> yeah. Those are awesome when you don't hear them. The first time you listen to it, you hear that with headphones on. I think that's it. So, uh, don't change a thing, you sexy podcasting piece. We'll do it. Don't change for you. Don't change a thing for me. Okay, dude. It's in excess. You said, you said R2D2, show me your ass. Yeah, I was like, R2D2, show me your ass. Uh-huh. It reminds funny. me of when I used to have the Star Wars guys when you were a kid. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and you make he, them hump. Well, <laughs> C3PO and yeah. Han. Oh. <laughs> What, Mom? I, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm masturbating in here. I'm not making my Star Wars guys fuck. No. Oh shit, dude. Oh. Okay. Uh, Wolf man called him. I love Wolfie. Hello. Is there anybody listening to this? Oh, this Spanish. This is Peter Lorre. No. My spirit is taken to the afterlife by some madman and put into a jar. He <laughs> says that it is because I did not donate to Die Monster Die in his <laughs> album. Oh my God. I, I told it. him that I was dead before I even heard of the internet. But he says it does not matter, that there are no excuses. Please, please, there is only one week left yeah. if you do not... Nine days. Donate. If this project does not work, then I do not think you will ever release me back to my rest. And then, then... Do it for Lori, oh, baby. I would do horrible, horrible things. It reminds me of Dana Carvey as the Peppa guy. You don't want me to do those <laughs> things. <laughs> things that would involve sports and... Want a little more Peppa. <laughs> no, I think we would all rather see the project... October 21st, 1976, be funded so that I can return to the afterlife and we can all be happy oh, and not have to worry <laughs> about anything. I think he's coming. Hey, who left the phone out there? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, this here's the wolf man calling in. I guess somebody must have hit the uh, auto dial on the phone by mistake when I uh, was getting up there. Anyway, it's good to be talking to you again, and these are my thoughts on the last show that I'm going to call in with. I'm glad that you guys liked my tendency to intertwine things, but the frightening part is that that actually was my train of thought last week when I was listening to the show. Intertwiner. I'm, like I said, I definitely need more sleep. Oh, dude, but right now I hear you. Fun. And, yes, I do have a podcast, and Mike did remember the name of it correctly. Of course I do. Yes. It's either at darklylit.podbean.com or darklylit.wordpress.com. Unfortunately, I haven't updated it for a while, but, well, there's it's a smart one man's more podcast. episode coming up. It hasn't popped hey, I'm a smart completely. guy. You would enjoy it, then. He reads it. do. one thing I'll promise. It's going to go out All with right. a bang instead Sorry. of a whimper when it does go. Oh, dear. That aside, I have answers to the questions of the week. 
your first question about what author's works would you want to take with you, I've got to say Lovecraft. I hate leaving oh, yeah. behind Poe and a bunch of others. Yeah. It's hard to read. Lovecraft Have you tried to read just, that? Let's face it. If anyone could audio. make a, the reality of a zombie apocalypse seem more pleasant than the world that you're reading about, it's him. Yeah. And uh, plus, his next of the bleak is probably going to be capable of inducing mass suicide among the zombies if they have enough of their brains left. <laughs> but if Lovecraft's already taken, I suppose I'll go all out and take the works of the Marquis de Sade. Yikes. I want my how-to manual for leading a decadent wintertime party of debauchery and insanity while the world burns around me. Gosh darn it. I gotta pause it. Dude, when you when you had the gall to mention Marquis de Sade, Shane immediately I did he, not. He immediately goes into his stuck-up British man having a spot of tea with his little pizza. I didn't. And he started You're lying. that face. And it's like, man, so basically what you're saying is that you found some dignity between last night and now? Oh, man, <laughs> I, I didn't do that. It's a lie. He's lying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Here he is. can get there. Just thought he really took the idea to the extreme, and he was one of the first to do it, too. Plus, one advantage of books over DVDs and the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Fill up a bag with books like, uh, say, an omnibus of Lovecraft or Poe and those sort of things. Then fill one up with DVD cases. List the two bags. Now, you tell me which one's going to be capable of doubling as a backup weapon when the zombies get too close to you and you're out of ammo. I'll throw my Kindle in there and beat the shit out of people with that. Ask your second question about whether books, it's known or the unknown brain, that's more frightening. <laughs> it depends on what's known, really. I mean, Lovecraft is usually described as the fear of the unknown. But he but does a good really job of creating. Of the it, okay, you absolutely. You know what it is that's coming after you, whether it be some ancient spirit or a I totally agree reanimated with corpse or an elder god. My name is Mike, and you I approve this message. Details. It's similar with Jaws when you stop and you look at it. Everyone talks about how the fact that Spielberg doesn't show the shark makes the film work much better because of that fear of the unknown. Well, everybody knows that it's a fucking shark that's right. going to eat you. Absolutely. You just don't know how big it is yet. Right. And without what people knowing say about that, my your mind fills True. in the blanks with more and more that makes it worse until you do finally see it and... How you react depends on what you build it up to in the meantime. So the unknown is necessarily the problem. I mean, after all, who's worried about whether or not... I mean, you're walking down the street, you're not normally thinking, I could be attacked by anything. It could be werewolves, it could be rabbit bunny rabbits, Mm -hmm. it could be baby birds just coming out of nowhere and assaulting me. No, usually you're thinking, you know, they've had hookers going missing lately. (laughs) What? I wonder if they're going to trace me to... I mean, uh, I wonder if I could get mistaken for one (laughs) of them and be the next victim. (laughs) You know... Maybe that should have been an Easter egg. That sounded like wolves howling in the distance. I wonder how many there are. 
It's not the things that you don't know about at all that frighten you. It's mm. the things that you only know enough about. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's a fine balance. God, the wolf is God, man. Of the he should be a cult leader. You have leader. to know about it. <laughs> he could, too. But if you know too much, then you're not as scared anymore. On the other hand, if you don't know about it at all, you're going about your day just fine, waiting to be hauled off like one of those hookers who got disappeared <laughs> the other day. <laughs> anyway, to make it topical. Uh, with those thoughts, I suppose I will get on my way and uh, straighten up the, these jars on my shelves. Somebody must have taken one down <laughs> earlier. Eh, who knows? Nice. <laughs> anyway, this is the Wolfman, and I'll talk to you next uh, time. I freaking love Bye. Wolfie. I'm Wolf, the Wolfster. The Wolfie, I love you. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. You, you were right. I, I couldn't help the pee jokes. I, uh, you were right. That I you, don't care. You, call, you can keep I'm, saying them all you want. They're fun to me. I piss my pants, <laughs> and I'll do it when I want it. And uh, I might do it right now speak if of, I want. Do you, all right, well, That's called freedom. <laughs> that, that, once you That's get called it, freedom of expression. You know what? It's almost like you're ready to become a martyr. Like, once you're free enough to piss your own pants at any time. Exactly. Whoa. It's, dude, it's. You're deep as shit, dude. I'll piss anywhere <laughs> I want at any time. Oh, dude, tow truck called in. Hey, I just tried faxing you a picture of my penis, and man, was that uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but I, anyway. Yep. <laughs> don't really uh, have a whole lot to say other than, man, I fucking love you guys. Oh, dude. Uh, last night was phenomenal. I, yeah. I did the hug lift. Probably the best thing I've ever done sober. Uh, Mike, <laughs> I hope the, you're feeling okay. Jane, I'm feeling great. I'm sure you're pretty hungover. Um, oh, dude, love. You know, I don't have an answer for question of the episode this week. I got the new device. It took me forever to get off my ass. That's cool, dude. Galaxy and shit. So I haven't really listened to the whole episode. Big and, balls. Uh, as for the bone. episode before, um, one director. Wow. You know, Mike, you got a way of just throwing these real difficult questions at a guy because, <laughs> you know, how do you really make that choice? You oh, it's hard as shit, I know. So much other great shit. Like, I couldn't just pigeonhole it to one That's That's thing. the hard part. I'm not even going to bother with it. <laughs> um, just wanted to call and, and talk to my boys and let you know oh, that, dude. you know, you're Iron the coolest fucking thing to me since, uh, well, since iced coffee, I guess. Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty high ranking. Um, I feel it very honored. seeing you again. And, uh... Look forward to listening to the episode. I might actually I felt make it a little through a whole episode this week. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's, what kind of bullshit I, 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 I got going on. I almost a little bit of tear in there. Anyway, yeah, uh, awesome. we love Brian Tudor. I want to say hi. And, like, uh, thank you, guys. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck uh-huh. you very much. Yes, indeed. I love you guys. <laughs> and I'll talk to you later. The uh, chauffeur. Yeah, the chauffeur of our night. He he was he was. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Alright, that's all. Yeah. Okay. He awesome. We owe you a night. We owe we do. And and we will make it worth your while. Um Lauren called in for the second time. Right. So let's go ahead and uh, hear what she's This is her to. best author. Yes. Line. Yes, indeed. Here Apocalypse. she is. Hey Mike and Shane. The bone phone entirely screwed me over last week. No, it didn't. So I guess my message has been lost to the ether. Nope. Um <laughs> so for this week question of the episode. Oh, she can uh, I kind of forget the first part, but I'm going to answer the more of the second one. Okay, cool. And uh, I'm going to go for the unknown. 
um, pretty much the more into visual stuff, and I don't give a shit what he means. And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like all the jolly and the oh, yeah. foreign stuff. <laughs> and, um, actually, even, um, what you like? Like, Phantasm. I didn't really understand what was going on there, but. But it was badass. Um, like, the first Phantasm. I still really <laughs> enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, so. I, I don't need I don't need things to be explained, and I, however, I haven't gotten into the Walking Dead television. What the? That's the Popo cup. Well, and she and she didn't call back, so that was she it. She was on her bike, and they said, "Hey, pull over." You know that riding and talking on your cell phone is illegal. Anyway, that was our last one. Uh, but we do have we do have a special treat. Okay, Johnny Krug. The crew! And I figured this is as good a time as any to... Uh, oh, no, no, no. How about we do this? Okay. How about we do the next question of the episode, and okay. then we'll we'll go over Johnny Krug's uh, special for us, and then we'll, we'll we'll go into one minute of King Diamond. But okay. here's what we're going to do. Uh, first of all, what's your, what's your choice? My, you know, of course, I love The Dark Tower. I would go Stephen King, but I'm going to back. Whoa. I'm, I'm going to moonwalk out of that. What? And I'm going to say, even though he's hit and miss a lot of times, and I love Clive Barker, so I'm with uh-huh. D. Ooh, dang. I mean, he's like my all-time yep. uh-huh. favorite, but I'm even going to moonwalk out of what? that. I'm like Michael J. <laughs> I'm, I'm moonwalking out. Michael J.? I'm picking Fox? somebody that I enjoy quite a lot of his books. Mm-hmm. Chuck Palahniuk. Oh, I haven't read him yet. I'm going, he's the I guy have that haunted. I have Fight haunted, Club. Ready to, do, ready to read, but I just haven't got to it yet. But he is more like disturbing than he is like horror. Mm-hmm. But haunted, awesome book. After lullaby, not really. Um, everything he's done is it's hit and miss. Some things I like. You know, I a lot of times I'll listen to his books and I go, I like the majority of it. I don't like this bit. Right. Haunted is an amazing really book from beginning to end. I have to read it then. And he's After done about Lumleys. ten or fifteen books. And he's the guy that wrote Fight Club. He's that's the book. I've never read Fight Club, but I have a huge problem with that movie. Yeah, we don't talk about it though, right? You're right. Okay, just the in parts bullshit. That's all I'll say. Okay, that's all I'll say. But Meatloaf, dude, with his Bob. Oh, dude, Bob and his bitch tits. tits. Yeah, I call everybody at work bitch tits because of that movie. I don't get me wrong. I like the movie, and I love Meatloaf. There's just I love it too. Both kinds. Yeah, (laughs) the food and the guy. The thing you the the food or the thing you put in your mouth and the food, right? The thing, yeah. Oh, you <laughs> pig ba- bastard. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to go with um, Clyde Barker. Here's why. Okay. Because to me, I mean, have you ever read The Hellbound Heart? Which mm-hmm. is, you know, dude, that just, I and mean, that's the first thing I ever read from him. Yeah. And, you know, it's a short story, so it's only a hundred and some odd pages long. But in that hundred and some odd pages, he took me places that I would never even think about. He is way higher on yes. the... On that level than Stephen King, I would even say. You know, and, and so in every book I read of his, you know, and I read Aberat and I didn't really care for that too much, but every book that I've read of his, he has a way of looking at things and he has like uh, a way of coming up with, you know, little, it's almost like, it's almost like he has something going on, right? Which right. is like, okay, cool. This thing's going on. It's real shitty, but whatever, you know, because, you know, they're usually pretty gnarly shit going on, but right. 
though and then in his description and stuff of that he just adds so much he, he just adds so much weight to what's going on clive barker in the flesh the oh, damnation game yes my all-time favorite clive barker book a great and secret show yes uh, you know what and the thing is it's like all those blew my mind that even the, like i bring up the hellbound heart because that was 120 pages yeah you know and it's like in that it's funny because there's a lot of just gnarly shit in there that the movies don't touch I, the movie you know the movie does it's a good job of presenting it uh but uh God, the book, man, it's deep yeah. and it's dark and it just goes places that I cannot. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I, sometimes I wonder, I just think, how does he come up with this shit? Yeah. And so that, that's who I'm going with, you know, that's that would be my number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah Clyde Barker would be my number one if I didn't go Chuck Palahniuk. I got But I think it. that guy is just twisted. He's got a book called Choke that's unbelievable. Uh huh. Lullaby Haunted is my favorite. Yeah, I got I have that sitting right he's, there. In my he's library. more twisted than he is horror. Uh-huh. And I guess Clive Barker, a lot of his yeah, stuff he, is yeah. more kind of he does, he does a lot of fantasy and fantasy yeah, kind of style. Yeah, but, but I love it. Clive Barker, a great and secret show. Literally reading that book yeah. in the middle of it, and someone walking in the room when I was at work one day. Uh-huh. You know, I had some minutes to kill, and I'm reading the book, uh-huh. and someone scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, did you piss your pants? Clive Barker, a great and secret show, literally for shut you up. He, that book literally took me to, like into the book where I was really? going, I'm reading going, and, dude, holy shit. Absolutely. And that, that's what he does, man. That, and that's, that's why I chose him. So, so there you, you got go. A good choice. Well, it was it was an easy and obvious choice, but whatever, we'll go with it. All, All right, right. So here, here's what we're right doing on the money. We're going to change some stuff out with the question of the episode, and we're still going to do a question. But typically what we've been doing is, uh, you know, some kind of a, a broad, a general horror thing. Uh-huh. And basically we're going to keep doing the question of the episode, but for a little while, and, and if I come up with a good regular question of the episode, we'll go back. But I want to start making it a little bit more uh, uh, topical. I mean, there's only so many zombie apocalypse. What would you take in zombie apocalypse sure. questions or, or whatever? Um, plus everybody in their dog on podcasts are doing it so sure. so we're gonna try we're gonna try to to, to just tweak it just a bit here's okay. what we're doing uh we're gonna come up with a topic that has to do with the movie that we're talking about like what you would do in a situation that comes up in the movie or you know or, or something having to do with that and so right. you know, so let's go um you know and, and there's really obviously there's gonna be no rules i mean we're not gonna try to stick with something specific every week but um here's this episode's question and we may be getting ahead of ourselves because um, we're taught that the question is about black candles. I mean, we haven't talked about it yet, so I'm going to describe a scene in okay. this movie. And um, uh, you know, here, I'm just going to here. Here's the question of the episode. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. In black candles. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it is a sleazy satanic, Spanish satanic movie. Okay. Yes, it is. And um, there's even a scene where a lady. <clears throat> lies with a goat, shall we say? Mm-hmm. You know, the goat equals Satan, and, you know, they need to, they're trying to bring, uh, you know, the, the whatever, right? Sure. When I was a kid, and I was watching a movie, any movie, it doesn't matter what movie I was watching, there could be, it could be a completely clean, except for one part in the whole movie. Right. However, it was during that one part that my mom would come down and see, you know, the, the you know, the ten seconds of dirty, and she would time that shit perfectly. Perfect. Come down, I hear you. Walk, come walking down the stairs. What are you watching? That thing, okay? Yes. 
Now, let's pretend for a moment that you're watching Black Candles, okay? okay? And your mother comes down right during the goat scene. Okay. The question is, if you're a kid watching this movie, um, what is the first line that comes out of your mouth to explain what the hell is going on? That is fantastic. Just one line. You have one line to to convince your mother that um, you're not a freaky psychopath, okay? That's beautiful. There you go. There you go. All right, so so that's beautiful. All right, awesome. So I in, like the way this is going. So you know, in next in next episode, probably you know, we'll uh, I can't remember what movie we're doing next episode, uh, but you know, we'll come up with something then as right. well, and we'll just kind of like keep that. going. Anyhow, uh, back to um, uh, first of all, let me throw out the numbers: 206-339-2730. and uh, or you could go to the Speak Pipe on CorpseCollective.com. Anyhow, Johnny. Johnny Krug, Kruger, the Krug was so wonderful. Yeah, that he decided to create a, pardon me, a promo. He's a crystal. He's the, the crystallized. He crystallized. I still love you. He's the you. perfect like German him. boy. And so basically, I want to go ahead and play the the promo that he made for our show. Oh, we'll go ahead and play that. Do. We'll go into one minute of King Diamond, and then uh, we'll be right back to talk about it. Nice. Are you listening to the Corpse Cast? I think we're just happy to be together. I'm just glad that we that we're shirtless, pantless, and uh... let me smell your dick. I, right now, I would actually let you smell my dick. He's probably touched my ball second only to my wife, which is what like a dildo shop. You walk in there and you're like, well, they have dildo and fake uh, demon teeth. That- That's all they sell. <laughs> I get like a nervous moment, you know, whenever I watch this stuff. The Joy Trail. The Joy Trail. <laughs> One thing about the Corpse Cast is we're hoping to educate people on synonyms of the female genitalia. With all the fur burgers in this movie, we could have clothed all of the homeless here in Salt Lake City. And uh, she's, shall we say, on somewhat of a journey of self-discovery. You know, sexually. She has an open relationship with her husband. She attends live sex shows. She goes to seedy bars to get some punk's dirty big toner cooch. Corpse Cast. Horror movie and music reviews. www.corpsecast.com
Who's this? It's your grandmother. <laughs> You're dead. Covenworldwide.org is where you can find all things King Diamond slash Merciful Fate. We are going to talk about 1988's classic album, Them, otherwise known as the Grandma album. Yeah, indeed. Anytime you bring up King Diamond to anyone, they go, Grandma! Grandma! Uh, let's talk uh, Kim Bendix Peterson, a.k.a. better known as King Diamond. This album, Them, mm-hmm. 53 minutes, 29 seconds long. From my homeland. Dance. The Copens, the Hagans. Ooh, and another one. Okay. Who would have stunk it? Dude, you come from a long lineage of hard rockers. Of badass. <laughs> Uh, this album was released on Roadrunner Records. Oh, in 88? Yeah. I didn't realize they were around that long. The remaster version has this pretty cool little extra, you heard it. Yeah. The extra little phone call. Yeah. It, the, yeah. Ring. It's grandma going, <laughs> but you're dead. In a way. <laughs> but you're dead. <laughs> in a way, yes. <laughs> um, that was added later on oh, because. Cool. Conspiracy. The next album to come up is the pre, the sequel, sequel. Right. Okay. Cool. To this album, um, man, he's released twelve albums. Let's talk about some of them titles okay. first. Okay. Fatal Portrait, nineteen eighty six. Awesome. Abigail, nineteen eighty seven. Awesome. Conspiracy, which was the sequel to this album. Mm-hmm. Everything he does is concept. Uh, yeah, that's okay. I didn't. I didn't know that everything was, but this for sure was a concept. Yeah, album. Uh, uh, yeah. All of his albums are concept. Albums really, that's of awesome. Some kind. That's yeah. totally cool. And he's really the true horror. You know, mixing the horror story into the music. Right. I mean that that is horror metal. Absolutely. You know? uh-huh. Uh Let's see. Um, his latest album, "Give Me Your Soul," please. Have you have you heard that album? I've heard a little bit of it. I love that album. Really? In fact, can I can I go off on a little sidetrack for a minute here? Take it. So at the Die Monster Die show last week or last whenever it was, uh, I was talking to to Morrissey of Utah, Chris, uh-huh. and yeah. uh, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting in the back there, and we were talking about. It, he goes, he goes, dude, um, you. You know, you you claim to be like from from uh, have a background of metal, but 
you have a background of hair metal, which, you know what, the more and more we talk about this type of thing, I think maybe he's right. Because, I mean, I did, like we were talking yesterday, I do, you know, I was a big Metallica fan, you know, Megadeth, Slayer, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But I did not really get into King Diamond at all. In fact, the first album I listened to was Give Me Your Soul, Please. And that was, you know, in, you know, which came out in what, like 2007 or some crap? I don't know. Right. Yeah. But so, I mean, and, and, I, and I'd heard his, like, his Christmas song, No Presents for Christmas. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. That was the first tune that King Diamond as a solo artist put out. Is that right? Yeah. So I'd heard that and, I, and I'd heard the grandma song before and, and whatnot. But, I didn't really listen to a full album until Give Me Your Soul. And then I started, you know, and then I realized I, I started looking into stuff, especially within Spotify, which hasn't been that long since I've been in Spotify. You know, I, I looked back and it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's got so much stuff that I get to go back through and check out. So I was really excited when you chose this album. Yeah. And, you know. Hey, dude. And that's just touching on the King Diamond stuff. Right. I mean, right. Merciful Fate was before that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, all fucking branching out from my homeland, Dunk. they start this band, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I've read articles back in the day when I got onto King Diamond. Uh-huh. I saw I opened up a hit parader, okay, and there was this little article, and this guy looked evil as shit. Oh I yeah, was like, what the <laughs> hell's this guy's deal? And I saw King Diamond. Then I went back and saw some Merciful Fate stuff. This album right here was my. I bought this and went, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm digging it. Dude, the first time I saw King Diamond, I thought he was going to be one of these big black metal guys, you know, because of his corpse yeah. type looking stuff. And But no, man, I mean. Which, this, by the way, he does, mm. he takes a lot more time and creativity in his black metal makeup. Well, you know, but the thing is, is, I mean, I guess, I guess you could call it black metal, but I, it, to me, this is just like straight up no, it's, heavy metal. With, with, I mean, horror tinge. And, you know, and the thing is, is, I mean, he sets a whole atmosphere. I mean, and I'm talking about them right now. He sets this whole horror atmosphere. Right. He starts it off with, with, um, you know, a whole little skit type of deal. Out of the asylum. Yeah. It's got those intros. Of like, it, oh, she's pretending as always. Do you know, you know what that kind of reminded me of, dude? What? Um, you know, when, uh, have you seen Labyrinth? You know when the goblins mm-hmm. are there, she, they're, they're waiting for Sarah to say the words. Yeah, it's like that's kind of how I pictured it. That there's a bunch of goblins sitting in there. And yeah, like I want the goblins to come and take me away right now. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's how I pictured it. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, the whole album is set up as a story. Yep, you have to listen to King Diamond from the first track to the last. Yeah, track. Uh-huh. because it's just a story run through. All the songs are delicious on their own. Yeah. But, you know, it's this little story. And the story basically is what? Do you want to talk about the story a little bit? Well, I, ha- I have it written down. I-, I-, I just copied it off of Wikipedia. But can I say something, one thing before sure. that? Basically, um, the thing that, I- that really stood out to me on this album is the fact that um, the story is what drove the music. Yeah. I mean, you you get into these songs, and it's like he's telling you this story, and the 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 changes in the music. I mean, it's not like hi, you know, the the normal formula, you know, uh, you know, verse, chorus, verse, right, blah, blah, blah. right. No, basically, it's like it, it the the song's progression, in essence. Like lends itself to him telling the story, and so it's it's not followed. But this it doesn't follow the same regular formula that right. You know we get used to a lot. This is original, absolutely progressive metal. Yeah, 
I mean, this is 1988. Right. Any band that is around today that goes, I don't know King Diamond, I've never heard of it, that's in a progressive metal band, uh-huh. as Sammy Kerr would say, they're false metal. <laughs> because, dude, the, you can hear that through just the way those guys play. That is the beginning of what we have for progressive metal. And, and it's more, and, and it just seems like it's more of a of a I don't know if I want to say it's like a classical arrangement because they do come back to a chorus or, or you know yeah. especially on like the on T and whatnot. But I mean all I'm saying is is that they they don't they are not they don't feel like they have to be kind of stuck into that regular formula. And the, in the story as it's going, it, the, the, the song can totally change. I love it. And honestly, everything King Diamond's done with Merciful Fate, with, you know, his solo project, mm-hmm. that's the way it is. They write a tune. And if it goes back to a chorus, that's fine. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. You know, it's, it's just, it's that highs and lows. Right. You know. Uh, I read an article about King Diamond where he says that he got his voice from Satan. Ooh. His falsetto, his amazing range, he got it from Satan. Hey, that's sweet. I don't know where he feels about that now. <laughs> right. I don't know where he's at with that because I c- couldn't really find any information on it. But you know what? When I was a kid and I'm <laughs> listening to this and I'm laying in bed at night, I'm going, damn. <laughs> With that falsetto oh, yeah. so high and shit. Well, and that is unlike anything I have ever heard. When he hits grandma on there. Yeah. And maybe that's what everyone remembers. That grandma, cause that's oh, yeah. what he oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. is. That's that, that pitch thermometer is up your ass. Well, and, and it's so funny because, I mean, he'll change voices or whatever. Um, you know, there, there's songs where he'll just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden he'll be like, never see anything like it. You know, it yeah. just go, it's like, whoa. It, you can, it seems like he's kind of schizophrenic or it seems like he's almost, and I, and I kind of likened it to, you know, how have you ever heard of a, you know, a, a, like a guy who reads an audio book who will do different voices for, you know, different characters. And yeah, stuff like that. It, yeah. It's almost just like that, man. Yeah. You're right into the thing. Let's talk about the band for a minute. Okay. Okay. Members of the band, Mickey D on the drums. <laughs> Welcome home, dude. That blew my side. Oh, the yeah. first time I heard that drum roll before that song started, right. he's now in Motorhead. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the drummer cool. for Motorhead. Awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, Hal Patino, he's still with King Diamond to Hal Patino? Hal Patino. Oh, oh okay. okay. Not Pacino. <laughs> I guess there would be a C-H and a O and T in that. <laughs> um, Pete Block on guitar. I couldn't find any information on him. I don't know what he's doing these days. Mm. Andy LaRoque on guitar. And he's still with King Diamond. Oh, really? And he's done a little bit of work with uh, At The Gates. And he was actually the guitar player on Death's album, which is a great album, Individual Thought Patterns oh, from cool. 93. Dude, this band. I I got to tell you, man, <clears throat> after listening to this whole thing, and, and I listened to the shit out of it, this, I think... Um, that this is the, the the one album that's had more of an impact on me um, huh. that we've talked about on this show since Ghost. Wow. And, I mean, I just, this, this like, opened up a new world to me. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just, like, right now I'm sitting here th- thinking, I get to go through all these other albums. And I it's funny because I have them all. I, and yeah. I, I bought them because it's like, oh, look at that 
look at that uh, album cover and stuff like that. Yeah. It looks awesome. I just I I mean just over the years and whatnot, and I've ne- I've just never taken you know time to go and listen to them. The thing is, is um, I I actually bought those albums when. Uh, Give Me Your Soul came out, and I was like so stoked on that, so I went out and I started buying some of his older ones. I, Zero is a huge fan of Give Me Your Soul. I lo- please, yeah, dot dot dot. Please, please. no, that's a that's a great album itself. It's it's no, it's, I don't think it's a classic like this one, right? You know, but it's still a really solid. Which oddly enough, oddly enough, Give Me Your Soul, please, two thousand seven, uh-huh. they were up for a Grammy, Grammy nominated oh, really? Really? for best metal performance. Wow. Now, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, I don't know. The does gra- that mean, how do you give a Grammy for best metal performance? I don't, like, I mean, are they, are they talking about, like, because uh, it's not, like, best album. I mean, it's, it's like, it's not best songs. It's just, hey, like, you guys really look like you were sweating it up in the studio on this one. <laughs> right. I don't know what, I don't know what that quote unquote performance I don't, part you, is. I don't really Hey, we saw some videos. Yeah. Right. I mean, any of those things, like the Grammys and the Oscars, I don't really watch. This really album, let, let me tell you a little story. Okay. About 1988. Okay. This album right here. Mm hmm caused an intervention a heavy metal intervention with what? my friends oh really yes at my house oh what happened because you got the uh, the poison you got the white lion you've got all that and i was which i love Merc- sure i did too okay i had saxon poison entombed i have it all in my category right mm-hmm. so i'm in my room and i was just like dude King Diamond, them, <laughs> and Merciful Fate. You know, as as I I bought this album, I loved it from beginning to end. Started going Merciful Fate, more King Diamond, more, uh-huh. more, more. Uh-huh. I got two friends that come over. I'm going to name them right now. Uh oh, Todd Miller, <laughs> Bryce Maris. Okay, they come over to my house and they're really into. I'm jamming in a band with them. They're really into the glam, more the glam stuff, the poison. <laughs> You know, David Lee Roth and all that. Absolutely. Gotta love it. And they come into my room, and I'm, you know, listening to Fuck Like a Beast by Wasp or something, (laughs) and they're just like sitting on the bed, and they're like, dude. Uh, I was like, what the hell is going on with you guys? You're acting weird. Uh And they go, that's a King Diamond, dude. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, what about it? They're like, dude, we read an article where he's a Satan worshiper. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and if they listen to this, they're going to go, oh, shit, I've been out blasted. <laughs> they came into my room, and they're like, if we can show you articles where he says that he's worshiped Satan, uh-huh. will you stop listening to it? What? And I said, fuck no. <laughs> Yeah, dude. But dude, they were like concerned. Really? It was like an intervention. They came in my room and acted all weird the whole time and was like waiting for the opportune can moment you, to go. Can you can you just see them like like getting ready and getting the guts up to come over to your house and do that? They're like, you know what I was doing? And stuff. You know what I was doing what? down in my room? I was hanging up nudie Playboy pictures on my wall. Oh, really? Yeah, because I had like this perfect kick ass wall, of, uh-huh. like Playboys that I cut out. My mom was like, I stay the. F- out of there whatever he's doing down there it's nasty or whatever but i was hanging these pictures i'm cutting these playboy pictures out and hang them on the wall and they're laying on my bed going dude we're here to talk to you about king diamond dude i just can't believe they laid on your bed i mean 
Uh, <laughs> you... I'd stop. Okay. All right. No, no. You assumed I was talking about the piss. I was going to say all. Oh, the, I see. Uh, so no, you were okay. gonna. You weren't gonna talk. No, about the, no. I, I told I you. I, I'm done. I told you. I, I pissed gonna... my bed. <laughs> oh, um, dude, so dude I love this album. The first song from King Diamond that came out was in 1985. It's called No Presents for Christmas. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. Presents uh-huh. for Christmas. Um, I always get that mixed up with that. Uh, with that, uh, oh God, sister? What? No, it's, um, oh God, uh, the, the documentary about the, the oh. rock band Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas oh. with the devil. <laughs> I always, you know, um, dude, I love this album. Dude, can it's I? It's part of my, you know, it's what made me what I am today. Dude, and I remember you and Bert's when they were playing that, and that 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 one girl was around. You guys knew every word of this. I know every and I'm thinking, air wow. solo. I know every <laughs> drum beat. I know every lyric. So, dude, here here's what I like. Okay, now okay. I I don't want to get. I, I feel like I'm going to get torched a little bit. Okay, because okay. I'm just I'm going to lay this out and whatnot. Um, the okay, I'm going to go ahead and say I love this album. Okay, love it. Okay. In the same way that I kind of like a really kind of cheesy horror movie. Sure. It's like they go out there, they are unashamed of what they do, and they do it. Sure. Because, I mean, let's get, let's be honest, that, that the whole voice can seem a little ridiculous, even. It is. And, hey, this album right here, uh-huh. uh, just to pause okay. you for a minute, okay. this album is the grandma album. If you say to anybody, do you like King Diamond? They go, grandma. Oh, yeah, dude. You know? And it, so I'm listening to this going, this is unreal. There's nothing like that. That almost, it seems silly, but once you hear it and you, you kind of get the music behind it, it's great. The thing I like about it, though, is that there is no tongue-in-cheek. This guy is telling you a story. That's true. He's serious, and he he just sta- he's standing, he's just saying, I'm going to tell you a story this way. This is what works for me. I don't care if you think it's silly. Absolutely right. There you go. Enjoy or don't enjoy. I don't care. You I went know? back to see if my grandma was still there, <laughs> waiting for me in the attic. Uh-huh. Oh, I hate that bitch. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's no tongue in cheek. No, and you know, and he goes out there. And it's just to listen. To, it's funny because I, I was driving. I'm, I'm driving. I can't remember what it was, but I'm driving. It was just a couple. Oh, I remember what it was. I went up to to do run some errands up at my grandpa's house. So I'm driving back. It's dark, and I've got the window rolled down, and I'm listening to this album. I got so many weird looks, dude. Like, cause just yeah. like, Meh! you know, and it's like people are like, what the? And it's just like I, yeah. I was just like, you know, it, it, this is it. You, you don't. I understand if you don't get it. I understand, you know. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but this is for me, man. I am uh, right now. I'm gonna start. What well, I know, we're doing the murder dolls or something for next episode. Uh-huh. But this one is gonna. This album plus, I'm gonna start working in some of his other stuff, and I'm I, I'm gonna be listening to this for a long. Can long time. I suggest? I mean, you've got a couple. It's like a good wine pairing. Okay, you've got to put them, and you got to listen to uh, Conspiracy, which okay. was the follow up. Okay. Because it's the rest of the story. Right. But I would say The Eye, which is the album right after Conspiracy. Okay. All right. And it's pretty good, too. And that's about witch burning. Oh, okay, cool. It's about the whole, you know. The thing is, is the whole atmosphere he conveys in his music, in his, the way he looks, in the in his singing style. Yeah. It's, like, it's, just, a, it's just a great, 
I, I don't want to, it's hard for me to explain, but it creates an environment that is totally horror related, you know, and it gives, and it kind of gives me that same feeling I get when I watch a good horror movie. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, that, uh, and that's exactly, and that's, uh, that, and I think that's one of the greatest compliments that I could give this album because w- that's what it does. What was me. surprising to me is I was just like, man, I knew Mickey D left and went to Motorhead. Uh huh. But Andy LaRoque, those two guitar players are unbelievable. They're good. That They're album, good. I mean, it was just like, as I'm, you know, doing research on this uh-huh. for this episode, I was stoked to hear that Andy LaRoque has been with him the whole time. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. And he wrote some tunes on this album even. He yeah. helped, right? Yeah. It, man, it, it's it's a solid, solid album for me. What was your favorite tunes on the album? Oh, if it, you had to pick, it, it's hard to say, but I did. There's no doubt that "Welcome Home" and it comes out and that whole grandma and it just takes yeah. you. I love that, dude. And um, those solos too. Oh, and it, it's they're so you can tell they've got a handle on their 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 songwriting and their musical talent, and they're not just using the shtick. You know, it's not just a stick that they're doing right. this horror thing too. That on top of everything just makes it that much better because these guys, these guys know what they're doing. This is, I'm telling you, man, this is one of those bands. Nine, we're talking about an album that was done in 1988. Right. That's old. This, <laughs> this has to be on the resume of every single progressive metal band right. ever. If anyone you run into, Schnunken Thunken Thunkenberg from the you know the baddest band progressive metal band right. in the world uh-huh. doesn't go, here's one of my heroes, here's one of my favorite albums. Right. They are false metal. <laughs> Dude, you're you're just rolling it out there. I'm laying that down because that shit what I mean I'm listening to it and it holds up just as well as Sounds it did great. when yeah. I was fifteen years and old. And it's all on Spotify. You know, everything from King Diamond, everything from Merciful Fate is it's on Spotify. Unbelievable. I, and that's, and that's what I'm stoked about because it's like, it's already on my phone. I'm already, I'm going to go up and do some lawn watering after this. And I'm, yeah. gonna, that's what I'm going to be rocking to, man. Put on conspiracy. All right. I'll do that because I've it's listened like to the, this 50 it's, times in the last it's week. It's the, it's the sequel, man. It's, Ooh. it's the, what happens. You know, the, the remastered version, they give you this little snippet where he gets a phone call and it's grandma. Right. And he's just getting out of the mental institution. He's like, you're dead. She's saying, come back to the old house, King. There are people who would love to see you. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And it, that's where conspiracy picks up is he goes back to the old house. Cool. And it's a badass album, too. Um, I would say The Eye is amazing. You know, but okay. every album's got its own little okay. story mixed sure. to it. But dude, this dude, what, is a, well, we got off. Why don't why don't you why don't you give us a little update on the story, or just kind of tell us what's going on? I could read it. Uh, I don't. I don't. You really, read it because okay. I don't have it written down. All right. Basically, um, I'm just gonna read it because it's really cool and it's you know whatever. I don't have it memorized. Um, as the album opens, a young king and his mother and sister are welcoming King's grandmother home from a mental asylum. Right. His name's King. And yeah, he, and he's a child. He's King Diamond. <clears throat> he's King. That night, King investiga- investigates strange voices, the goblins, um, and discovers that, that wasn't in the description. I added that, <laughs> and discovers his grandmother having a tea party alone. What you, time She's, for tea? Yeah. I love it. Um, with the teacups and kettles floating in the air, King is promptly sent back to bed. 
Yes. On another occasion, Grandma awakens King and tells him that she he will wait that she will teach him about Ammon their their house over a cup of tea. Grandma cuts King's sleeping mother sleeping mother's hand and adds her blood to the teapot. The voices are the, the the voices of the house, or in other words, them, begin to affect King with a drug like effect. Yes. King's sister, Missy, tries to convince King that they should do something to help their mother, who is unconscious under their power. The mother is. Uh, But but his judgment is clouded due to his altered state. He refuses to call for help and cuts the phone line. At tea, Missy interrupts. There's a lot of tea going on, by the way. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of grandma and a lot of tea. (laughs) Well, they, they go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Um, Missy interrupts and furiously expresses concern about her mother's state and breaks the teapot. They, in response to the breaking of their teapot, chop Missy into bits with an axe and throw the remains into the fireplace in the kitchen. King is snapped out of his spell and he stumbles outside and pieces together events, all the events that have transpired. One little more part. After feigning and regaining consciousness, he decides to attack his grandmother. He notices that their power is weakened outside the house, so he lures his grandmother outside and kills her. The voices of Ammon continue to haunt the boy as he's questioned by police and incarcerated in an asylum. Years later, he is released and returns home to find his grandmother, and the voices of Ammon are still very much alive. Dude... You should take, did you write that? No. Let me ask you. No, I copied that right from Wikipedia. I couldn't <laughs> find that. Oh, really? Okay. I found like a little blippity toot. Okay. On there. Maybe I was looking in the wrong spot. Well, was that uh, dirtypornpig.com? Oh, you didn't find that on there. Or no. Wikipedia. Oh. <laughs> but dude, that's beautiful. Yeah, that, dude. That and explains that- the album. But can you see that? That's a rock and roll record. It's a, you, that's a rock and roll movie. I mean, th- that's what it is. He creates this whole world and this whole, you know, environment that is here. You're going to enjoy this. Have at it. And, and you can, I, it's funny because I read that and then I listened to the album. I'm like, Oh yeah, there, yeah, you can it's hear all it. right there, you know? So cool. No, I love, it. I give this album a bone saw. And, and this, uh, you know, uh, critics say Abigail. Oh, that that right? is that is the okay. bomb. Okay. That was the second album. Okay. And you know, it is an amazing album. Okay. Abigail's an awesome album. Okay. I always get Abigail and Melissa by uh Merciful Fate mixed up. Oh, okay. But man, his shit is good and he's got great stories in it. But this is my baby. <laughs> this is my baby angel. I grew up this is where I went. I'm gonna go back. And buy those albums. I'm going to check out Merciful Fate. I'm going to get into this guy. And this is a bone saw. Bone saw, baby. From me. No. There you go. I'm so. I'm hot and horny that you thought it was a bone Dude, saw. This is, I was thinking this solid. This is one buy. of the best albums that I've heard in a long, long time, all yeah. the way through. I, in fact, this, this, I'm stoked as shit. It's almost like I just found like, like the the freaking Da Vinci Code, I'm solving it. And I get to go through all this other that is stuff. hot I mean, shit. Like there's so much stuff out there that I have yet to get into. And if this is an indication of what that is, I'm I'm gonna be stoked, man. Oh man, just the sound, the sound, musicianship, absolutely, and the sound. Da da do, da da do, da da do do. The next thing <laughs> I remember, yeah, absolutely, seeing. dude. It's just, I mean. Yeah. The bottom line is if you get past the, oh, he's singing too high, the falsetto, or he's right. doing this. 
Oh, and you're going to enjoy the hell out of it. It's almost like operatic in the fact that he's telling a story in just all these voices. And, you yeah. know, some of them are not, they're, they're, they're not what you're used to hearing, but there you go. The grandma album. Grandma every, album. Every, every single person I've ever said, do you like King Diamond, Merciful Fate? They go, grandma. <laughs> and then they go, right after they do the grandma, they go, no, I don't like that. Or, <laughs> Yeah, I do, dude. I love it. But it's that's always <laughs> but they all know what that prerequisite is. for that. It's cool. like grandma. Awesome. There you Bonesaw. go, man. Bonesaw. Let's do it. Sweet. Okay, so uh there you go. Go out and it's all on Spotify. Go I'm gonna go I I'm I'm gonna really be enjoying myself. And, Conspiracy. Uh, listen to that on the way home. Okay. Well I'll listen to that while Grandpa's, water in the pots. Uh, water in uh, grandpa's pot. Grandpa's house. Okay. Grandpa's Oh, you know that's gonna <laughs> stick in the melon. Gotta leave going, Grandpa. <laughs> Well, the movie we're talking about is Black Candles, or as it's also known, Los Ritos Sexuales del Diablo, or the Sexual Rights of the Devil. We'll go ahead and play a trailer and be right back to talk about it. Nice. You'd better stop that or you'll get him too excited. Exactly what I want to do. What can I do for you? Your husband isn't around, you know? Keep your hands off. This is important. You've heard of the evil eye, haven't you? It's bad luck. Now, you don't really know about those things. I've heard a little, but they're all stories. Stories, huh? I'm sure you've never seen a billy goat mounting a woman and later coming inside her. No, never. Well, wait until tonight and you will see it. You'll see how the goat fucks her. And after, with the sperm of the beast, I'll show you how to prepare a portion that can murder Peter. Shane, are you ready for a sleaze fest? Yes, I am. Because I'll tell you what, that's what we have on our hands here. Yes. We've got, we're going to be talking about Black Candles from 1982. The IMDb gave this, actually, I'm actually kind of uh, impressed with how high this is on IMDb. Okay, what? 4.4. 4.4? Why was I thinking five something? I don't know, dude. Because you loved it. Because you uh, love, you hey, lo- I'm not giving away my, Let's, Not tater yet. Uh, let me. I'll, I'll tell you what it was. I, I I already know that you love it. And here's why. Here's why I love it. Okay. Okay. 1982. The ladies were sleazy. They had giant fur burgers, and it was just it, there was ugly dudes. And uh, here's the thing that uh, I can say about the fur burger. Okay. I am okay. not a fan. Sure. I like it trimmed or shaved. I like it trimmed you know, properly. You know what's so funny is how much we actually talk about that on this show. I know. <laughs> how much that but, it, but it's important. Okay. It's no, it important is. to lifestyle. It's, you know, I agree. Go ahead. But the thing that I was going to say is you love the fur burger and you yeah. love movies with big old fur burgers in it. Yeah, and, I do. And, and what I'm deciding is that I'm starting to go, not that I would enjoy it uh-huh. myself ever, but I'm getting used to it. Sure, okay. I'm going. I can see that and and enjoy it. <laughs> well, I'm gl- I'm glad that you're you have an open mind. Yeah, that you can allow things that maybe you don't come naturally. Because you, you love big, oh, dude. I love well fur burgers. Here, here's I mean here, huge, like Demi Moore. Here's you like here's it. what I'm thinking actually too. I love this kind of movie. This the the, the because I mean basically you know. It, 
in a lot of especially Italian, and this happens to be a Spanish film. Um, in what, what was another Spanish film that we did with Which this? Which is weird that it's Spanish and set in England. England. Yeah, I mean it was the the I mean it was the language was Spanish yeah. and the the uh, director was Spanish, but yeah, it it was actually filmed in England as well. Yeah, but. Um, you know, you get the atmosphere of this kind of movie, and I just love it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I mean, and I've told people before it, that this kind of late seventies, eighties type of, uh, um, you know, the films, the way the film looks, the way that people act, you know, the the big freaking fur burgers, the real boobies, you know, it's the like big freaking. This is quote from okay. Mike. Okay, put this on the group right now. Okay. Quote unquote from Mike. The big freaking fur burgers. <laughs> That's it. That's it, baby. Well, you know, and so that helps movies like this out. It, you know, you know how I said that, like some people when they're remaking movies have a hole to dig out of before you know, yeah, you know, before they even get started. Well, this. They're on a hill. If it's that time of movie and it has sure. this kind of atmosphere, I, to me, it's something I get into and I love it. Yeah. You know? Hey, I'm digging it more and more. Okay, well, you know, and the thing is, is I think the more movies that you watch, well, this is what happened to me. The more movies I watch like this, the more it just became, the, the more I just kind of like, man, there's something, there's some about this, yeah. you know, that really makes this awesome, you know. Yeah. But let's talk about this specific movie because, I mean, we'll see if that, if the help it gets, uh, it, you know, uh, keeps our uh, opinions of this movie. Up. Okay, How's that? let's do it. All right, so um, it was written and directed by Jose Ramon Larraz. Okay, he also um, directed, and I don't, I'm not sure if he wrote, but he directed a movie uh, from 1975 called Vampires that I watched also uh-huh. this week. Um, can I give you a little bit of a, sure. a little small synopsis of this movie, Vampires with a Y? A story of two hot lesbians who get murdered in their home are cursed to prowl the earth as vampires who hitchhike. They have sex with the folks that pick them up and then eat them. I love it. And that's the movie. That's a perfect movie. And And what's his name again? Jose Ramon Larraz. Now roll that tongue out on on the uh, special parts of a woman and say that name over and over. Jose Ramones. And she will be in Pleasure Town for at least two to three minutes. And I'll tell you something, too, that the girls in this were hot as shit. Yes. And, you know, there you go. I mean, it, it, it all, it all it comes full circle. There you go. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, with the movie, with the girls. I, in, with the girls. You know what? I was like, that, both of them. I mean, do you know? Well, there's more than that, but this, this this movie, first of all, it starred Helga Line, uh, probably Lene, because I think she's French or something, as Fiona or Fion. I don't know. Yeah, Fiona. Uh, Vanessa Hidalgo is Carol. Yes, and she she okay she Carol was the she was the she oh, was almost fifty in this movie. Holy she was, shit! She was put, that's in the, you know, she was looking. Are so you serious? Good. Well, dude? she's probably somewhere in her forties. But the thing is, is it's like she looked pretty freaking good, Damn. like really super hot. I would have said thirty three at best. No, dude. She and in, in fact, I was reading. I was reading somebody else's review of this. We're movie. talking about Carol. We're talking about Carol. The wow. The the brother in law's wife. Yes. Right. The, okay. But yes, she she was getting up there, man. She was that hot that you know. I I was I was completely amazed. You know. Yeah. You know what's funny too is um 
the, the movie had a, had a lot of nudity from a lot of uh, different ladies. And these weren't like who you would think you would see nudity from. I mean, because there was, yeah, there was that's some, true. Ladies, you know, even, even the one that kind of had the old looking face had a pretty stacked body. Uh, dude, for the most part. Yeah. Every chick in here was pretty damn and, good. And looking. the thing is, is that it, and it, it's not the kind of, it's not the typical movie naked lady you're going to yeah. see. And, and I love and that. And there's about something it. to be said about 80s, like no breast implant. Oh, dude. Just natural. I love it. Are I hot, love it. Dude. I do. I do too. Watch a movie like this and you go, I appreciate the, the woman's body without all the cosmetic you know, up. and you know, it, it's, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say, Oh, I'm against blah, blah, blah. No, but, but the thing is, is I love it's fake just, tits it's too, just but... something to be said about someone, Carol, for instance, in her, you know, in her getting up in years, looking like that. I can't believe how natural. It's amazing to me. Anyway. Uh, okay. Sorry. We, we got off on a little tangent, a little horny tangent there. Um, it also starred Fernando Valverde as Peter and Mauro Rivera as, as uh, Robert. Okay. Going over the plot just a little bit, and this is, like I said, awesomely sleazy satanic plot. Um, and by the way, can I just mention one thing? We talked about how hot the ladies are. Mm. Um, the funny thing about this kind of movie is without fail, the evil guys, the quote unquote evil guys are just so gross looking. Yeah, it's just they so are. like, like creeper looking, you know, I, you know, like greasy and, you know, just kind of like hairy. And, and, and I wouldn't put them in the same room with nothing. No, dude. In You're fact, right. I, it's it, disgusting. I love it. I think it's so great too. And that adds to it because it's like uh, these guys, God, they got the hairiest guys. asses and, oh, you know, and legs. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, Oh my gosh. Who thought that? would be a good idea putting that guy in this and by movie. the way there is a lot of bitey tongue waggy there is there's a lot of there's a lot like of like of, of some of the silliest o faces that i have ever seen in my life yeah but just the tongues wagging it was like it's it's so great dude stop doing that i can enjoy this movie it was like everywhere you turned all right, as if you haven't caught on yet, this is basically a softcore porn movie. Yeah. Without it, I mean, no doubt about that. I didn't, honestly, I didn't know this exactly going on. I figured it'd be like a, a nice little sleazy, kind of maybe along the lines of, uh, oh, what was that one movie, the, the Blood Sp- Splatter Bride, and, you know, stuff like that. Right, right. You know, but, man, this was just, basically, there was a satanic plot set up to introduce different sex scenes. And listen, the sex scenes ran the gamut, okay? Yeah. We had orgies, bestiality, hot yeah. lesbians, voyeurism, which is one of my favorite ones because yeah. uh, the sister-in-law has a peephole into her guest Norman bedroom. Norman Bates peephole. <laughs> yeah, dude. And she's sitting there flicking her bean while she's watching yeah. these two, like, get it on and stuff, which was freaking awesome. Yeah, um, was. There, was, there was even There was even a scene where a guy's butt cheeks got... Squad got split, like, like spread because yeah. they were going, going to, uh, shall, how, how do we describe this? Penetrated by a sword. I say sword in the filthy, <laughs> disgusting, and hairy ass. He was one ugly mother too. And I love it. That's Mario. I loved it. Let's, yeah. let, let's keep that in mind. That's Mar- Mario. That's, okay. Mario. All, All right. right. Uh, anyway, let's go over the, the plot. Anyway, uh, there's this awesome dude who in the opening scene is making sweet, sweet love 
to this really hot freaking chick. Yeah, she was hot. Dude is awesome. He's totally male pattern baldness. Yeah. You know, he didn't do anything to try to hide it or whatever. With I those mean, uh, serial killer glasses. Indeed, dude. You know, they all wear them. The you know what I liked glasses. about those guys? Me, I am a, I am a coward. Because I'm I'm bald on top, you know, pretty, you know, I'm okay. really thinning on top. All right. So I shave it all off, right? right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a badass. I have a shaved head, you know. Not guys back then, man. If they didn't have anything on top, they still grew the yeah. sides out and stuff, they and they that. were proud of it. What was that guy in Star Wars in Empire Strikes? Oh back yeah, with in the Cloud City. Yeah. <laughs> they grow that, you know, yeah, exactly. And that's what this guy had, except for he was, you know, he's a pretty handsome guy, you yeah. know, you know, those just, just serial them. killer wire glasses, absolutely. Ugh. And we and we uh, and basically he's doing this chick, but we find out that that chick is not his wife, yeah. but his wife knows what's going on. And his wife, who is Carol, who we talked about, happens to be some kind of voodoo expert. And his only line in the entire movie is the devil's paw. <laughs> he gra- he grabs her necklace that looks like a chicken foot or something right. made out of metal, mm-hmm. and he grabs it, and, she- man, she's hot. Oh, she's really hot, dude. And she's going to town on him. He grabs the necklace and goes, the devil's paw. <laughs> you sound like uh, Captain Kirk. The, the devil's, devil's paw. paw. And that's it. And that, that's in. But he plays a big role in this yeah. because he dies. I guess he, he supposedly had a heart attack or whatever, but we all know it was the devil's power through voodoo and whatnot. But when he dies, the girl who he's with seems to kind of know what's going on. Yeah. You know, she's, she's just like, oh, it's, it is done. Gets up, gets dressed, and starts walking back to where she came from. And I was kind of going, huh? What? She's in on She's kind of smiling. Yeah. They're in the middle of lovemaking. Right. She was laying on And then baby. all of a sudden he goes, Duh! Yeah. And then she smiles like, oh, yeah, he's done. It is done. Exactly, dude. Um, anyway, so then we kind of get into the main part of the story. The, the guy who just died, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Serial Killer Glasses, uh, his sister and her boyfriend come to visit her, you know, to the sister-in-law and to come to their house um, to kind of, I guess, help settle the brother's estate, you know, yeah. kind of visit, pay, you know, do go through some kind of a mourning period or whatever. Um, it turns out that uh, her brother and her sister-in-law are involved in some kind of Satan-worshipping coven, yeah. something or other, you know. Um, that about a bitch. Well, it happens, right? I yeah. mean, it doesn't happen to anyone I know or ever known. Hey, can't, and nobody you, has. You can't much. go anywhere without going. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Just want to settle this and go on my way. Exactly, dude. She shows up. Of course, she has her husband there, and they're all horny and shit. And she's hot too, dude. The, yeah. I mean, the sister-in-law is really hot, and uh, you see her a lot. Um, not. I mean, I, I basically. This whole, like I said, the whole movie, they're, they're kind of figuring out that this, what they're discovering who this coven is, like the, the, the boyfriend or, uh, or whoever that came along for the ride kind of falls in with the, with the Satan worshipers and whatnot. And, you know, it's all about, you know, figuring out what's going on, trying to overcome it all and, and right. whatever. But basically all it is, is, um, setting up these sex scenes in, you know, in the midst of, uh, the, you know, w- using the, the, the Satan coven as kind of yeah. a coven. Hey, we're trying to film a movie here. <laughs> exactly, dude. In between sex. Exactly. You know, and it's funny because it, it, it brings that, you know, along with the hot lesbians and, and, you know, all the orgies and stuff like that. We get a lot of cool scenes of people getting, uh, getting done on the satanic altar with a bunch of naked people out in the audience. It's like and stuff a satanic like that. orgies yeah. and 
just really great stuff in my opinion. You know, it's, it, it's, it's actually really cool. I mean, you just, I mean, the settings and stuff like that. And it's all, like I said, sleazy and the dudes are ugly and the ladies are hot. And there you go. I mean, I mean, and that's it really. It's like, what the hell, dude? Dude. Why is it that all these old eighties movies, the chicks are always pretty good looking other right. than their giant burgers <laughs> and it's just filthy guys with their tongues going. Oh, I'll tell you why. Because filthy guys oh, like yeah. me are like, why? So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. You got Christopher, Christopher Christoffen. What's his name? Ooh. Christopher Christiansen. Oh. The singer guy, the, the guy from uh, Blade. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Christy Hansen. I don't know. Christopher Christy Hansen. <laughs> yeah, what about him? I don't know. That's, that's almost a, a Utah name, Christy Hansen. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, those just weird old looking dudes. Just oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, and it's, and it, get, there's a couple of parts where the dudes are doing stuff with their face. It just makes, like, in, like you're saying, the tongue wagging. When the yeah. girls did it, I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah. all right. But when the dudes are doing it and just like doing these, like, okay, here's the thing so, that I got to say. And by the way, can, there's a lot of sex there's in tons, this movie. Yes, absolutely. And it's all, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. On the woman's part. Yeah. Except for the anal. Rape scene by yes. Robert, and that's pretty wicked too. And he's going, she, you can hear her going, uh, uh, but he's going, uh, uh. <laughs> like, is that what really? Is that what guys really want? Nah, uh, may, anal sex? I'll tell you what. Maybe guys who, maybe guys who are being introduced into a coven because that's all about power, baby. True, it's all about power. It's all about making somebody else submit. How about the sex scene with Fiona and Robert? Where he's like, oh, I used to be part of the, you know, what, 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 what's that called? The, uh, the Christian, uh, I was, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, like the, yeah, he, he, he's a defrocked minister. Ordained. I was yes. ordained, yeah. but then I threw it away. Right. But he's wearing his cross. Yeah. And while they're having sex, while Caroline's out of, or Carol's out of, into right. London. Uh-huh. And that scene with the fireplace and the cross. Just, oh, yeah. It's like, huh, huh, huh. And that's all you see is like, Fireplace behind, yeah. Cross going, and you know, and it's pretty funny because all the I assume that all the sex was simulated in this movie. I don't know. No, dude. listen, there. Well, I'll tell you why I think that. Okay, because there's one part where this one chick's going down on this other chick, and it's like the leg is supposed to kind of be in the way so you don't see it, but every once in a while the camera or the leg will go down, and you'll see that she's like a couple inches away from the actual, oh, you know, right. honey pot. See, I've got to say something about the goat. We were yeah we we definitely have to talk about the goat scene, dude. The goat scene. This is when your mom comes down and catches you, like I said. Yeah, this is the scene that you. Yeah, but there was a couple of spots where I was like, "That's a guy in a suit," because you have to make it look like right. You know, the goat's standing over, going, "What the hell's going on?" And that's exactly the goat. The goat didn't even look like he knew what was going on. He's just standing there, like. And they're got get a shot of the face. Oh, there the goat's (laughs) like, man, more hay. I can do more hay, but you've got to have that writhing hump and hump, yeah, hump, yeah, hump. Yeah, yeah. You got to do the humpty dance. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> and chance to do there, the hump. there was two shots where I went. That's a guy in a suit. Okay, because they you just put like hair on him or like get him in a hair suit and go. Hum, hum. You know, you know? <laughs> dude. I think the girl faked us out too because she was sitting there and she was like moving her leg up and down. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, the, and the goat was just standing there. I'm like, and what was up with the Indian moccasins? How did that come into anything? I have It's no like, all right, we're dude. getting her ready to make love to the devil goat. Put those Indian moccasins on. Dude, 
you know, it's that'll go. Good. Satan loves those. Let me tell you something too. In the scene before that, there's this lady that kind of lives on the estate that's part of the coven, who's like jerk, like kind of like playing around with the goat's dick. I think she was going yeah, down on that man. She's like, like wanking him. Like, she's wanking a goat. She's like, oh. And then Mario, there's Mario. There's right Mario. There. Yep. Big Mario. He comes out and he's like, you pig. Girl, yep. what the disgusting. Right. She's like, yeah, well, we got to get him ready for the <laughs> ceremony or whatever. It's like, have you never seen a goat uh, come in a woman's whatever? It's like, no. It's like, well, you That's will the tonight. only time in this movie where my boner went away. <laughs> yeah. Is when goat came in. It was yeah. like, ah. Oh. Well, it had to be shocking, sure, right? And she was, she was hot. She was like the first girl you see in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. right from the get go, you see her walk into the house. She was hot, uh-huh. and then you see her naked. You're going, "Oh my god!" And then, all of a sudden, and then she, in the- didn't she look weird to you after that? I mean, after when she's I, eating that apple and yeah. shit, she just looked like I don't know, but it was gross as shit, dude. I was just like, man, I I don't know if it's the way you look or what I just saw you do, <laughs> but I'm not all that down for you anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's basically the movie, dude. <laughs> I mean, real. I mean, what else are you gonna say? I mean, there's they throw in a fake twist at the end, but it seems like an afterthought, and it was just kind of silly. And it, you know, it's yeah. And there was there, no payoff with the. I mean, you got that whole big scene with the goat and her, and yeah. it's like, wh- where's and the it baby didn't go coming? anywhere? Exactly. We didn't get to see that. And it was all, like I said, this is, I mean, we didn't get to see the baby. We didn't get to see the Antichrist or whatever came yeah. out. That's why I'm sitting here thinking, these guys just went out to make a porno and faked people out because, you know, we're, you know, they, they half-assed it and just show a bunch of sex and that's why people watched it. I mean, that's. And the black candles kind of played in with, oh, the power's out. Yeah, the power's out. So the only candles I have happen to be black. We need to light them. Oh, and by the way, in our devil rituals, we use black candles. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. But who doesn't... Dude, I would join the Satan church <laughs> in a minute if sex was that rampant. Like, if it was like, what? All I got to do is pretend any, like any I like place, that and I can bone yeah. anybody I want at any time. Exactly. Because the sex was just like, hey, it doesn't matter. Bone her, bone the... Peter! Peter, get in here. Yeah. What was up with Mario laying on the bed, like looking? I mean, I thought for a minute that was after awesome. he after he boned her, and he was just like, oh, you know, he's a weak, weak guy. He just shot his nut. Hey. <laughs> I thought he fell asleep. Yeah, me too. And then she's like, Peter. Peter comes in, mm-hmm. strips naked, starts paying. The guy's got his eyes open, <laughs> and he's watching. watching. And the only thing he says is, "Give it to that bitch, good." <laughs> It's like, <laughs> why didn't you give it to her good? He's like, I don't care. I am done. I feel great. Whatever. And then the next scene, he's got, well, and maybe this plays in is he's got the whiskey bottle like, I'm a loser. Right, right, right. How about that overhand throw? When he throws the whiskey <laughs> bottle, it was like, that's the, that, that right there is why Peter had to come in. Yes. Be, yeah. And you that, suck in bed and you, you, you can't you throw, throw like a girl. Shit. That's why you got the sword up He's your like, ass, Mario. Don't you talk to me. It's like, oh, uh, dude. You know, and the funny thing is, is it's like this, I mean, the movie was what, like an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. And I'll tell you what, I got, I got kind of bored, man. I started, I found myself later on fast forwarding through the sex scenes. Cause I mean, just yeah. like, just, it's just like, Oh my gosh, we've, we've seen those tits a hundred times. We've seen, you know, 
it's like it's all just kind of the same thing. And there's one part where it's like they're rubbing her down, rubbing uh, the the sister-in-law down. Yeah, you're gonna use her in some kind of ritual. I'm like, ooh, let's you know, let's watch that for a minute. And then it's like, oh, I just went to a normal thing. Fast forward, and, you know, just yeah. it just kind of got old and it kind of got. Boring. I didn't. It, I mean, this uh, honestly, this movie is kind of more fun to talk about than it is to watch, in my opinion. Uh, you know, just because of it might be good to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie because you might get a little more enjoyment out of it. Maybe just don't blow your load early because you got a long way to go if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I and I I was kind of going when it ended, I went, "Oh, okay." Yeah. That it, didn't really wrap anything up. No, it didn't it didn't really sure. do anything. In fact, maybe this whole thing was just it could have all just been a nap. Yeah. Well, except for if that would have happened, she would have peed her bed and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Now, so Okay, so my Mario Luigi thing okay, was okay. Mario had sex with the help, you know, because at one point she tells him, the only thing you're good for is, you know, working them animals outside. Right, right. So the guy's no good, whatever. Sure. I need you right now. Boom. Lays down on the bed. Peter, where are you? I need I need some Peter, Peter. So you know? Luigi comes in, right? So Luigi <laughs> is the guy with the sword that Ooh. does Mario in. Because for a minute in the movie, I went, I think they swapped actors. Oh. Like, because you didn't see after, you know, you saw Mario, and then all of a sudden he went away, and this Luigi guy is going, I think we got to figure out a way to, uh, you know, get rid of her without violence. Right, 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 right. And then I was like, oh, they must have swapped actors. And then here comes Mario to bone the lady Uh and fails. It's over. And then Luigi gives Mario the sword in the ass. Because Luigi has a, a complex with Mario, because Mario is usually the number one guy. Luigi's right? like running that blade down his back. <laughs> He's like, like uh, eat this. If we were playing two-player, I want to be the first yeah. guy to play. So, so yeah. Luigi gave it to him in the ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, going to go ahead and go out on a ledge and say, that could very well be the worst way to die. A bunch of horrible people holding you down and someone Spreading your ass cheeks. Running a sword right down your spine and then going, (laughs) right in the old a-hole. You know, and it's funny because as we talk about this, I'm like, oh, you know, that sounds pretty funny in the goat scene. That's wild and stuff like that. But it's like, ah, maybe it's better than I thought. But then I think... Oh man, I, I did not, I, I'd never seen this movie before. I'd always kind of wanted to see it because I'm, somebody told me it was good. I can't remember who it was or what the situation was, but like, yeah, Zach. They're like, maybe. And he's like, yeah, it's really sleazy and and blah, blah, blah. You'll love it. It's a grindhouse type of thing and and whatever. You'll love it. It'll be great. So I'm like, oh, cool. Watch it. Let's throw it on for the show and stuff. Then I'm watching. I'm like, oh, this is boring as shit. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and just give this a don't bother. But I mean, I, I I'm going to say it's a rent. Okay. If you can find it for a dollar or something like uh-huh. that, rent it because you know it's it's well, it's, it's entertaining. There's enough. there's there is one thing in it. If you're not looking necessarily for a horror movie, you're looking for some sleazy grindhouse yeah. environment atmosphere type stuff. This will do great for you. The minute it said the end on yeah. the screen, I went, I'm, I'm not so sure that's in the horror category at all. It just, except for it was just, I mean, it was satanic and it yeah. was, you know, st- and there was a goat the, and they the were scar- trying to get- The scariest part of this movie. Yeah, it wasn't scary at all. The scariest part of this movie is there are, and believe me when I say this, there are real 
weirdo, freak-ass idiots out there in the world today <laughs> that think that kind of style of thing. <laughs> With the... Yeah, 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 dude. You know? That was the scariest part is going, oh, my God. Yeah. I might know a few people or, that are creepy and weird and stupid mm, like really? that. Really? After we get done recording, tell me... Tell me their names. Well, so go check them out. And see you them. might know or might not. Oh, but. dear. What? <laughs> oh, shit. But I'm just saying, it, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. worth a rent for yeah, sure. Okay. If you're looking for a Dude. satanic uh, sex party movie that doesn't really go anywhere, you know, Robert, how about that sweater he was wearing at the breakfast <laughs> when he came out and it was rolled like oh, Yeah, I do. <laughs> Looked like it was made out of macrame or something. Yes. Like. And then Carol stole it one scene later. Yeah. When she Bitch. was talking to Fiona in the bedroom. She had that same sweater. I was like, like, what? They don't notice that? That must have been the hot 82 sweater. <laughs> that big roll. Can, can I can I get serious here for a second? Yes. Because I do have a question. Okay. Like a real question. Um, do male goats have udders or do their ball sacks just have nipples? That's like one of those, if a bear shits in the woods and you're not there to hear it. Because I was looking under there, okay, when he was about to mount her, and I'm like, are those udders? I thought, I didn't know, dude. Or, may, or maybe... Maybe it's maybe it's maybe Hollywood. they could only find a, a female or something. Maybe it's a Hollywood thing. Now, I don't know. Like, look. But now I'll always her, be confused about it. We've so got when her, it comes up in real life, I'll never be able to answer correctly. Yeah, we've got a big fur burger... Maybe the goat smells that he gets an erection. Do you want to pay the insurance on that? <laughs> Good the point. actress gets a fucking... Good point. Hey, we, we want to simulate that I'm, you're having sex with a goat. I'm gonna, Oops. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm on a limb, dude. I don't think they had any insurance for this whole production. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this was on the up and up is, is basically what I'm saying. But you don't want to get that oopsie doodle. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what? plus, what if she got pregnant... And had the Antichrist. And had Satan's baby. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, you know what? You could be right. Maybe they're like, let's stay on the safe side. Let's just hope people think that uh, goat's balls have nipples. You know, because with all this filming and the hum, zom, zom, and everything, you never know what you're going to be in for. I mean, there's a movie idea. Somebody go film that and give us 50% of the profit. <laughs> I'm giving you an idea right now. There you go. The idea is you're out to film a movie about satanic stuff and actually, you actually make it happen because you're filming the movie. Ooh, that's that's good, dude. We just want 50%. And that's not too much to ask. $180 million. Because <laughs> it'll be the best thing ever. Oh, that's great, dude. All right. I don't know. You have anything else to say about this one? No. Yeah, this one didn't really... <laughs> didn't really it's uh, a rent. If you see uh, it, Rant it and go, huh, you know. I heard, not over a buck. No, it's got to be instant or yeah. that's it. I'll tell you what, though. His other movie, uh, Vampires, was worth definitely worth watching. In fact, we should have done that one instead, but mm -hmm. maybe we will eventually. But but it know. was stimulating enough with the titties and the yeah. The oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't completely worthless. Yeah. You know, just kind of worthless. But. I'm just, I, man, this is my new phrase, harshen yeah. my mellow. Yeah, you said and that I a said lot, that last a lot night, yesterday. Man. I know. You, but, dude, you just wanted your mellow to go all the way through Iron Maiden. People kept I trying was just to harsh like, it. Quit harshing my mellow, dude. <laughs> and, this, you know, I've been like satanically 
dude, oh, you yeah. harshed my mellow oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Satan. You know, yeah, I was I, okay. down with Satan. You harsh that. Right, so I, I have a hard time with like these satanic. Oh, I, I love the sleaziness of it. I, lo- I mean, I yeah. just love this whole thing. I actually watched for Hamacus, The Devil's Reign, which stars uh, oh. Ernest Borgnine. Have you seen it? Ernest Borgnine and Rest uh, in Peace. Yeah, and that's why we did it because Brian loves Ernest Borgnine and uh, Captain Kirk and uh, John Travolta. It's from nineteen seventy six. Holy shit! No, yeah. I've never seen and, it. And uh, yeah, nineteen seventy six or something. It's it's freaking amazing, awesome movie. So I watched that this week. I watched Vampires and I watched this. Oh, Not man. a bad way to round out the week, I guess. You know, I I guess. All right, that's awesome. I guess. All right, so there you go. That's our review. Yep. That's all you get. Take it for what it's worth. Yep. So okay, so remember, call us in with the question of the episode two zero six three three nine two seven three zero. That is two zero six three three nine. Two seven three zero. And you have anything else to add? I've got nothing left. All right. So I'm with tired. that, well, I'm t- I, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna sleep well tonight. How's that? Yeah. Mm, try to piss yourself. And we will catch uh, you guys later. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>